I'm Will Flanagan from Frontier Developments, and you're listening to the Loose Screws Podcast. Remember, always keep your fuel tanks full and your O7s poised. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is Commander JN Tracks butting in to tell you that the route and waypoints for our Distant Screws expedition is now public on EDSM. I'll be heading out on my first trip to Colonia and Sagittarius A-Star, and I'll be live streaming the whole thing so anyone who's curious about what the trip is like but not ready to commit to going on their own can follow along in the experience. The route stops by many famous and beautiful locations on its way out and on the way back. And in between those, we'll try to get off the well-worn road and see if we can find some new systems never seen before. The streams will happen on Tuesday nights starting around 7.30 Eastern Time from March 3rd, with the last stream taking place on April 28th. In addition, there will be three streams on weekend days during hours when UK visitors will be able to watch and participate. All 12 episodes will also be archived on YouTube so they can be replayed anytime. During the streams, I want to bring commanders from the community into multi-crew and chat about the galaxy and whatever else is going on. We'll use the Loose Screws Discord for voice comms so everyone can join in. If you're interested in riding along, message me on Discord and tell me which episode you'd be able to be a part of. If any commanders want to fly their own ships out with me on the trip, send me a message for that too. If 10 or more sign up, we can make it an official expedition on EDSM. Go to tinyurl.com slash screws for the Roots page on EDSM and come to the events channel in the Loose Screws Discord for questions and discussions about this event. And now, without further delay, switch on the Super Cruise Assist, align ship with Target, get some snacks, and settle in for the Loose Screws podcast. Hey guys, this is uh, Ty Worsham with Loose Screws, and with me uh, this morning, our guest today is a wife and husband team specializing in using third-person multi-crew in their videos. Hosts of the Thargoid Report, Witch-Based News, and the conductor of station traffic that always tells you to follow the greens on the way out, Commander Rini and Commander Burr from the Burr Pit. How's How's it going this morning, guys? Hello. Hello. Yeah, good. good thank you. Hi, guys. And with me, of course, is my standard issue co-pilot, uh, Commander Kai. How's it going this morning, bud? Fantastic, brother. We're flying spaceships, and I'm here with two beautiful people and a tie and a dog. <laughs> but you're not going to find and out about dog. that. That's a secret. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So everything's good, man. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there was a donkey outside my window that I'll have to explain later, but anyway. <laughs> and, and apparently, apparently they are called honky donkeys, which... Honky donks. Honky donks. It's a little known fact outside of the burp that anybody who interviews us gets a free donkey. Yeah. Yes. Well, everyone, everyone who uh, visits uh, the Burr Pit and the link to the Burr Pit Discord will be in the, the show notes for this episode. Uh, make sure that you ask about uh, Rini's safe word, honky-donk. 
and you'll get the whole story. So that's if, if you get the whole story. You have to join their discord as well. Oh, and then no. you, get, you get both sides of it. <laughs> dunk story. And ask, ask Burr about his Thursday nights. That's all. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome. Oh man. So you guys, you guys are like the dream team of the elite dangerous uh, world between, uh, you know, Burr's voice and Rini's camera work. You guys are oh, like, all over the place. Oh, That's that very kind. sweet of you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. We don't really, we, yeah, we don't. I do consider myself an extraordinarily lucky. I have to say, not not because of my voice, which I just think sounds awful in London, but because a my wife really has has grown an appreciation for elite, but also absolutely adores flying a camera around for me so um that's fair to say isn't it dear yes so yeah it's certainly there's certainly a dream going on yeah i can't quite believe my luck so yeah let me let me ask you Rini. like how how do you get those camera angles because like that's one of my like i'm i consider myself a bit of an artist and i love to watch like really good cinematography in between you and the pilot y'all two are like my favorite elite dangerous photographers you know oh thank you do, do, do you like multi-career and then go outside and then do it that way? or Yeah. So my whole, my whole thing in Elite, I don't really play Elite like any, I don't really play Elite like you guys do. My whole thing was I got brought on board to do, to try out doing the camera work in third person. Um, so I literally spent all of my life, I feel like a dog hanging out the window half the time. I'm always <laughs> around the ship somewhere, but I'm never in the ship. I miss most of what's going on you inside the ship. You quite often get killed, actually, because you're not in your ship. Oh, I you? get like, killed quite often. Yeah. So like a, lo- a lot of what we do is, is multi-crew. Um, uh, so if you see the ship moving um, in, in any serious regard in any of our videos, it, the chances are we're in multi-crew doing that. If it's flying in a, um, a straight line and something arty is happening with the camera around it, and that's usually uh, Re off on her own filming. She does because of the amount of footage uh, we have to consume. Re does an awful lot of filming on her own. Yeah, well, and then that it's so. practice. It's just taking yeah. a lot of practice. And then there's lots of people in the community, um, especially on the sort of photography side, that have been <clears> inspirational really along the journey. And then trying to sort of work with the angles that you see in screenshots and translating that into footage as well. And then just practicing really. Uh, as corny as that sound, it's just been a, yeah, a year is. and a bit's worth of practice, 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 and hopefully it pays off and you get some nice stuff out of it. Yeah, man, uh, you, you're like SPVFA level. You've put in that 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. So, yeah. Thank you. That's really sweet of you. Thank I, you. I think you do an amazing job. Like, uh, I love to watch your work and it's it's great. And, you know, Burr's cool too. So, <laughs> at the end of the day it was nice coming on board because it was only a um, is that okay to talk about this now I presume so um, it was only on Berg got to a point where he couldn't quite keep up the footage mm. and you actually had the thought where he thought that combat might look really good from third person it was kind of a, it was kind of a conversation up here <clears throat> sort of between the three of us wasn't it because our son um, uh, pitches in on the, on the Burr pit as well he kind of runs our our discord for us because we didn't really know what we were doing with Discord. Um, and it ended up being, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ray, because my memory's a bit fudgy on the whole thing, but it, it was a conversation up here one night actually in the pit when I was saying, because I, I, I was doing Witch Space News uh, on my Todd for the longest time on my own. Does that translate Todd? I don't know if that, <laughs> does that make sense to an American ear? 
Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I was doing, I was doing Witchblade news on my own um, for how long was it? About was it about six months? About six months, wasn't it? Yeah, I was doing Witchblade news on my own for about six months, and I I got to the point where um, I couldn't, I couldn't play the game enough to know what I was doing and and get all the footage that I needed. And so we ended up sort of having a casual conversation um about about getting the the camera out in multi crew and our son was up here as well and then there were kind of, there ended up being a conversation about um the one thing I can't get is combat right mm, you can't you can't fight and and film at the same time effectively not not and have it look interesting from outside the ship um and that's kind of how it was born really wasn't mm. it um mm. and then we started experimenting with Different control methods because you, you started off with an Xbox controller, yeah, didn't you? And yeah. keyboard and mouse. We try and then it just we keep on coming back to Hotas really. So, mm. oh wow! Okay. And then practice, 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 <laughs> practice, practice, practice. And I just think it, it's it's such an amazing game. But don't get me wrong; it's nice from in the cockpit. <clears throat> you see some awesome stuff in the cockpit, but it's such a cinematic game to be able to just hop out the ship and and capture, especially some of the combat stuff. Mm. Um, it, it's it's. I think it shows the game off in a really good light. I think it looks really really <clears> good when you can see the whole thing happening from third person. Um, it's a beautiful game, and you get to see like all, lots and lots of little details as well, don't you? That that people quite often don't mm. see from the cockpit. Yeah. Um, things like I mean, it was a it was a real revelation to us. I don't know if you have you been to the mega ships and um, that have been attacked by Thargoids and done any of the repair missions that you can do for them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you fire you fire a limpet at it. Well, the limpet goes over to the to the hole in the side of the ship and sprays it with foam. Turns into what? a little fire it turns yeah, into a little go. fire hose. <clears throat> yeah, the it's other like one, a little fire hose kind of thing goes on. One of the other ones that was um quite an interesting one, which they've now slightly changed the mechanics, but you can still do it if you're out in the camera before it happens, is filming an, uh, an interdiction from third party. From um third person. That was quite interesting. Mm. Um and then you can also get some really cool screenshots because if you're outside the ship and the interdiction starts, you can actually see the whole interdiction. You can go around it and through it. Yeah. So she's in, she's kind of like you. Um, we we grab footage before of 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 re moving around inside. I want to call it the interdiction tunnel. If you know what I mean? That effect like that cone. you see from the cockpit when you're being interdicted is actually a tunnel mm. around the ship, and re can move backwards and forwards through it and around it and. And kind of get the whole interdiction sequence from a, from an angle that a pilot just can't see. Mm. So you get oh you get pretty much you get all of the external angles there. The only thing you're missing is the internal angle where you see me go, oh shit, and beer <laughs> and, and, and a beer spill on a plate of nachos. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as you're aware, we can't get that. But of course, there's now a camera donkey outside Ty's place. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, looking at your stuff, um, also on your from your Discord, your Elite Images channel, again, is I'm talking there's there's a mix of stuff. There's there's some average, excuse me, amateur level stuff that is being sort of put on there, just like on our Discord, just like on every Discord. Mm. Uh, And that's the level of pictures that I take for the but for the way. By the way, by the way, yeah. Uh, but you have, <clears throat> you know, you've got Snurt and and Primetime Casual and and Sanderling, and you've got some other photos up here. Eagle, uh, of course. Um, <clears throat> that that it's like okay, this is some stuff that it's like, oh, okay, that's next level. That is. Uh, and then this year's been quite terrifying because we've had um, just recently two of my original sort of. Here, <laughs> 
heroes in the... In... <laughs> You're a bit of a fangirl for Zero Axis, aren't you? Well, Zero Axis, Death Exorcist, and also Orange Phoenix. I mean, mm. three people that, oh, when, yeah. I, when mm. I started, were people that I just... And I still do. There's, there's, there's a good half a dozen or, or, or a few more camera people, a, a lot of it, because obviously I, I link in with the, with the Spiver group as well. Mm. And you just stand in awe at what these guys do. And yeah. then when they join your Discord, yeah. you have a fangirl moment. I mean, it really was, oh my God, yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to post a picture ever again. But it, it's, they're inspirational and it's good because you can learn off what they're doing. Oh, 100%. Orange, yeah. Orange, it's actually, you didn't get his name right. I, I, I got to correct you. His full name is, his middle name is SPVFA. So it's Orange SPVFA Phoenix. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we call him with the well, if he If he appears on one of our live streams, I start screaming Orangey Fenor. He's called Orangey oh, Fenor. Nice. Nice. I'm going to have to hit him up with that later. Yeah, yeah. He'll thank you. I'm sure he'll thank you for that. Yeah. Nice. Orangey nice. Fenor. <laughs> Oh man! So, but yeah. yeah, like just just great stuff here. I'm I'm literally right awesome. now as we speak, just scrolling up and down through your images. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing to have. Um, <laughs> well, certainly like so not to not to to diss any of the others at all, but we've all you know we've all got our favourites or whatever. Uh, and I um, Das Exorcist is the one for me that kind of like oh. even I let out a little squeal when he joined. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that that shot that Exorcist has the uh, the high orbit insertion shot on the side yeah. there. That looks like it, that looks like that should be for like the poster for a movie. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, it needs, it should, like Interstellar written underneath it or something yeah. like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Underneath that, you should hear you know in space, no one here can hear you scream. You know, yeah. coming, yeah. yeah, coming March twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, so, oh, all right. So, tell us, uh, take us back a little bit and tell us about uh, sort of. What it was like starting up Witch Space News, the, the the impetus behind it, and and some of the interesting stories from the early days, and and how it's come along. Okay, so well, I I I, I actually started doing um, a a YouTube show when uh, Elite Dangerous first launched. Um, which, oh God, how many years ago was that now? It was five, six years ago? Yeah. Um, with uh, a friend of mine at the time, and he rapidly lost interest in the game, unfortunately. But we were doing a, we were doing a show called Witch Space Diaries, um, which was a, a, lot more, a lot more sort of freeform um, and wasn't, wasn't quite so... It was, it, was, it was a little bit news-based, but it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near as structured as Witch Space is. Um, so I started doing that, but he, he rapidly lost interest and then left the game. Um, and at the time, uh, we had a, um, we had a, we're kind of serial kind of creative types, aren't we? We've always usually got something on the go. I'm sure Ree won't mind me saying that. And we had another project on the go at the same time, which was very, very time intensive. So we had to, I had to pick one or the other. So, um, I was still playing elite, but the, but, but the creative side of it dropped, um, and then there was a sort of a three or four year period, I suppose, <clears throat> where I was playing the game whenever time allowed, but wasn't doing anything creative in the game. And then the other project that we were working on shut down, um, which is a long tortured story, which I won't bore you with. Um, but then after that, my, my particularly my creative itch, uh, starts going again. And I was like, and I, I think I, I literally said to you at one time, I, I need, I need a, a thing. I need a thing. Yeah, I need to be. I need to be doing a thing. Um, otherwise, my head starts exploding. Mm. Um, and so, at that particular time, I I created 
one video myself, which was all um, third-person camera, and it was just a sort of tour through the the Soul system, set to some nice music kind of thing. Um, and then some very short time after that, um, I don't quite remember how, but I decided to start doing weekly news. <laughs> mm. And um, yeah, and the rest is sort of tortured history, I suppose. It, it, it I think it, it started. Didn't it start off as a um, as a as a weekly news show, and then I kind of, I kind of, kind of sprinkled in the odd sort of creative video as well, just like you know some beautiful stuff kind of um, kind of videos, and then which space sort of took over. Yeah, and then the dad's trip came up. Oh yeah, that was it. What what Rees recalls the dad's trip, which was uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Was, <laughs> Have you seen the translation? <laughs> which is actually, for those of you not in the know, is the fatherhood's lost souls expedition. <laughs> I think that's what I said, didn't it? <laughs> Re, on anybody's not on our Discord, we have a, and I'm not kidding, we have a, we have to have a translation matrix on our Discord, which is a channel full of the terms that reuses for things. Yep. So. Uh, what's a good example? Oh, hyperthrottling to hyperjump to hyperspace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Reed doesn't, doesn't call stuff. World like world? <laughs> world? Right, a world like world. That's a great example. I do that not see the problem. Literally <laughs> makes me grind my teeth. So, a, <laughs> a world like world is an earth like world. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, quite, yeah. I, I, get it. I get it. Say, I get it. So say. The great thing about it is, it with Re Love Heart, it's not it's not an act, an affectation. She's not doing this to be deliberately funny or anything or cute or anything. This is just how her brain works. This yeah. is how she remembers things. Yep. I have the exact same thing. I just don't have the guts to let people. I have my little code words for everything. And for the record, when she says "dad strip," this is this is what I see. Oh. <laughs> So the, yeah, so the dad's trip came up, and that that was the the first sort of organised uh, expedition that I that I decided to go on, simply for the reason that it it was it wasn't too much of a time commitment. Um, it was you know it was only I didn't want to be away from the bubble for too long. It was only going out you know relatively speaking, it was going out a relatively short distance and then and then coming back. So I decided I went on the dad's trip as I'm now forced to call it, um, and I documented it in a in a sort of weekly. Uh, a, 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 a sort of weekly YouTube diary, mm. as well as doing Witchbase news at the same time, um, and then it just kind of exploded from there, really. And then it wasn't long after that that I came on board. Yeah, yeah, and, was... and then re came on, and yeah, right on, right on. That's yeah. awesome. So um, <clears throat> you you definitely have you know the news vibe. You cover everything with it or whatever. What was the sort of impetus behind? deciding what you were going to include, how you were going to cover stuff, the tone that you like to take, mm. different different things on that mm. on that level. That's uh that's uh, <clears throat> uh we have let's call them production meetings. We have we have weekly production meetings with that. And also the I suppose the format of the news was very much is very much how my re won't mind me saying I'm sure is very much how my brain works. Mm. So it's it's they generally come in at about 4 to 5 minutes. In total, unless there's something, unless there's something that absolutely demands more time, it's it's quite rare for it to run sort of eight minutes. And my my brain is when it comes to uh, digesting things like news, particularly to do with video games, it's it's on punchline off, right? Yeah. So I don't, I try not to waffle too much. Keep it I, concise. Yeah, I try not. The, the rest of my life, I waffle. I waffle. I could waffle for England, but but when it comes to 
to to doing the news. I I my feeling was I just wanted to get what was important, get what was interesting, get what what I thought people ought ought to know or would want to know. Throw it at them really quickly and then move on to the next thing. So I just kind of give you exactly what's happened, um, links to where you can go and find uh, the stuff that if you want to if you want to look up more on that and then quickly move on to the next thing. Um, and I tend, I suppose I tend not to offer, I don't really think of it as an opinion piece. Would that be fair? Yeah, really? that's fair. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I try not to put a slant on it. Occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I think something needs saying in inverted commas, I might, I might drop a little, a little, um, a little slant on it. But for the most part, it's boom, this happened, boom, off. <clears throat> and that's, yeah. and that's, that's how it works. And the other thing I really wanted to do was have a, um, sorry, without wishing to walk all over my wife here. No, 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 it's fine. But which space is my baby? I suppose. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I wanted to have a, uh, for want of a better expression, not catchphrases, but I wanted a, a degree of familiarity with it. So mm-hmm. at the start, it's this is which space news. Here's the date. I'm Commander Burr, and then the music starts. <laughs> it's a little known fact actually that Kai Zen did all the voices for yeah, I think he did and I then think he nailed end... it oh bloody hell um, and then and then the the end of it is always I can't concentrate now the end of it is always uh, follow the greens on the way out and do keep clear of the toast rack you know it's kind of like and it, and it there's a night for me there's a nice feeling of familiarity when you when it's you sort come of to the show. Keeping the same cadence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's got the yeah, yeah, it's got the nice cadence. It's got yeah. a nice rhythm. So it's got that at the start. Boom, 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 boom. News, news, news. Here's your here's your sign off. Now you know the show's over. Walk away and get on with your life, kind of thing. And that's I suppose that's if that answers your question. That's kind of where it. Yeah, man. That's came from. That's what and we then, call branding. There you that's go. Where there you go. We stay on brand, and then re makes it look beautiful. And yeah. also, just to add in there, that it's always been this kind of focus um, that you always sort of do all the frontier and all the FDev stuff, sort of yep. whatever's happening there. But also because the community is such an important part of why we do this, why we even play this game, and mm. our, so we decided very early on that the focus should be on keeping it community friendly. If there's anything out there happening in the community, then that's, mm. that's newsworthy as much as anything else that's happening. Sure, and it's, yeah. it's ultimately we're quite positive people uh, mm. most of the time. And it was just nice to keep the whole thing not salty, positive. If there is mm. constructive criticism, that goes back. But there's a lovely focus on community as much as there is on um, FDEV and Frontier, really. And I just yeah. think... Yeah. Um, that's been important as well. Yeah, if we've if we've got the time, and it's not always the case, but if we've got the time in the show, we really, really like dropping in. You know, the Bucky Balls of this world, or the the Hutton Truckers, what they're up to, or whatever. You know, if there's or some event going on, latest or, series yeah, out yeah, there, or oh, yeah. you know, prime time, and oh yeah, um, for sure, man. Like that. The only things that I suppose are quite difficult to keep up with, and so we we only tend to feature ones that are really unusual, things like expeditions, because there's so many yeah. going all yeah. the time. There's always like about three or four a month. So, well, and if you notice, there's been there have been several people on YouTube channels that have started up a little sort of like, oh, we're going to do the news, we're going to give you information or whatever, uh, and a lot of them tend to go the route of getting sort of sensational or going for like, uh, 
get a little spicy or whatever to try mm. to, I don't know, drum up uh, interest. But the, the three that are successful, there are there are basically three big sort of news roundups for the week that everyone, I think, watches. And those three are Witch Space News, uh, Hello Dave with Down to Earth Astronomy. Mm. And, and, uh, so, and it's weird because... Hello, Dave always starts my week. That's the first thing on Monday. Right. And cool. <clears throat> Witch Space News is always, that's my Friday. And then the <laughs> one that's the one that's the floater, the one that's somewhere in there that will come, it'll hit you as a surprise, but it'll be like, it'll come at some point is uh, Obsidian Ants 3306. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's neat because I kind of have a structure for my week of like, I have my solid like, oh, I can look forward to my Monday morning from, from Astro. I can look forward to my Friday morning from uh, 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 Burr. And then just like, Ant hits me with a surprise at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. But the three of you, the point that, that, that I made before I got lost there is that the, the, the three of you, uh, have all approached it from the standpoint of wanting to give sort of a balance and where there's criticism, it's constructive and sure. where there's praise, it's measured, but it's, you know, it's heartfelt. Uh, yeah. But you guys don't go the sort of sensational route or like, oh, we're going to, you know, dig into this. And can you believe, you know, that? Yeah. And you don't go for yeah. the, the the more prurient, say, uh, angles on this on this kind of stuff. I guess that's a reflection of 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 who we are. I suppose. I mean, we do we do have we do have conversations like that in in the house in particular, don't they? Between oh, the three yeah. of us, we're quite often sitting around um, the dinner table talking about elite dangerous. It's quite an elite dangerous house, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we do have those conversations. Or I wish I wish FDEV would do this, or I wish this was a thing, or I wish that would happen, or all that kind of thing. But I, I suppose if you if you really want to get your opinion out there and um um and and get people to click on it or get people to react to it or whatever there's a place for that but it's 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 just not i don't i guess i'm too old really yeah no i get that completely i get that completely and the witch uh witch based news has sort of a thing that now accompanies it uh or at least to my mind sort of does which is your thargoid report mm. and uh and that is like you know, that's just a staple for me. As as someone who, you know, we all get access to M. Graham's, you know, Reddit post and, and or you can pull it right off of AXI off of their site. And it just, it is what it is. It's like, okay, here's a piece of information. Here is whatever. But the way that you present it to me is even though I'm already, you know, reading the stuff, I still watch the Thargoid Report every week because I like the presentation and I like also the little... You do include <clears throat> you go sort of above and beyond because you have the standard script that that you can get off of Hutton on their Hackscom report mm -hmm. from Matrix Fifty Sixty. Mm -hmm. you, you can get from our uh, report on it. You can get by just reading the Reddit. But then you go a step beyond and include some extra little fun stuff. Like a couple episodes back, there was the one where um, for once. Uh, Aegis accidentally was, yeah. was, was fighting Thargoids because, you know, we got, <clears throat> they, they jumped. I love it, that, that was a close. bug as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bug. And then FDEV immediately fixed that. And I think, <laughs> I, I think when they fixed that, someone uttered the line from, uh, from, uh, what was that? Uh, 
Doctor Strange Love. Like, gentlemen, yeah. there's no fighting in here. This is the war room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could totally see that. But like, so, so you've got sort of the the weekend news covered there between. Okay, here is what's what we're being told. If there is a Galnet something, then mm-hmm. it'll definitely appear on Witch Space News. Mm-hmm. And then here's sort of community stuff and different whatever. And then the one thing that sort of is consistent, or at least was until this week, is yeah. that there's always something from the Thargoid report, at least. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. there's something new. Uh, <clears throat> right now, and here's the thing. With right now, nothing happening on the Thargoid report. I'm not even a little bit salty about that. I'm I actually like it because for me, I think the one thing that they are actually putting effort into right now, uh, I choose to believe is the Thargoid stuff. So this is this is I don't think this is just like a, okay, we're turning it off now. We'll be back in 9 months. I think there's there they have a definite narrative that they are portraying in the Thargoid's actions that has already started. We've seen it change. It's not like they just came back uh a month ago and we're doing the exact same things as they were 8 months prior when they left like their their actions are different now so we're i think we're supposed to be watching all of this and reacting and trying to figure out and trying to guess and i think what we're going to see now running up to the december 2020 paid content release is a a ramping up of the story that will give a good narrative sort of explanation for the the changes we will be looking to see in the 2020 paid update. I, I tell you, I tell you what I what I think I think is going on, and it's it's it is it is somewhere. Uh, it's, you're not wrong in what you're saying, but there is there is a wrinkle in there. Uh, there is definitely a thought. There is definitely a Thargoid narrative, and there is a plan. Um, and I've got some very specific thoughts on where that plan might well be going. Um, but I think I think. The wrinkle in it has been that the plan was meant to come to a head um, around Christmas. Christmas just gone. Um, ah. I think something was. I think something was. I said this on on um, on the the live stream on Thursday. I think something was meant to happen at Christmas, and I, I think carriers were meant to be part of it. Mm. And something's happened internally at frontier there's you know it's there's, there's obviously a big you know it's a big corporate project that was all going in one direction and thargoids and carriers were all meant to meet at the same time yeah. around mm. christmas and uh carriers obviously you know missed the mark for whatever reason so they've had to delay that and and that's why we're seeing a little bit of oddness in in what the thargoids are doing right now i think they've basically turned the switch off so that they're not doing anything too outrageous at the moment yeah however that said i still think that crescendo moment is coming mm-hmm. and it will be i believe and it'd be fascinating to see if i'm completely wrong because someone <laughs> can play this back at me but i honestly believe that it will be around um june time when carriers release mm-hmm. if you're if you're of the mind to to get your thargoid on i would be extremely ready for, for June, because I honestly think something horrible is coming this way. Well, I mean, I've got, I've got a, a I'm over the twenty billion mark, so <clears throat> I've I've got my guarantee from Frontier that I'm okay to buy mine, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I've got uh, a couple of vials of mycoid virus sitting right next to me in a mini fridge. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Bring on the mothership. Let's Bring go. on. Let's go. Let's go. 
Welcome. I'm going to hit him with the Will Smith line. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. You ain't laying your babies in my stomach. I've been drinking this junk for six months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So um, we've we've covered sort of the, the witch space news, how it how it started and came along in the Thargoid report. Um, let's now let's let's just relax and just talk about some some general stuff like uh so that i want to i want you to go through and just list like some of the projects you guys do and let's talk about them and then we'll get into the just general game chat whatever but i'm a fan of the tawanta tales i'm a fan of your black ops series i i, I love the, the group mining stuff you do let's let's start rolling through them and, and talk about things. Okay, so well, let me let me talk about um, the Tawanta Tales uh, right from the offset. For people who aren't familiar with that, there's a member of our community called John Thomason who um, is uh, Irish, mm-hmm. uh, but lives in, re, correct me if I'm wrong, Sweden? Sweden. Sweden. Norway. Okay, Norway. Norway. Something like that. One of those. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> North of Watford, I don't know. Um, and uh, he... Uh, is a um, I don't I don't know what he does in in real life, but he is a, I th- I don't, I'm sure he won't mind me saying he's an aspiring writer. He likes writing. I, I know he's certainly very well read. Um, and he just for fun, we've got a, we've got a, a player minor faction in the Tawanta system called the Burian Protectorate. And when we when we started that, we wrote um, we created a very simple law around why we were in the Tawanta system and what was going on there. Yeah. And off the back of that, we launched it as a surprise to our community when it happened. They didn't know it was coming. And uh, Thomason PM'd me one day sh- shortly after it launched and just said, would you mind if I wrote some, some fan fiction about the goings-on in Tawanta and what everybody's up to? And, you know, when you hear fan fiction and internet, you start getting a bit nervous. Um, I wasn't sure what he was going to come up with. And he just started writing stories around... Um, commanders who were in the squadron but also stuff that he he knows they've done in the game um and also included all the all the characters at the various stations you know the the frontier created characters so the um the individual that that handles um the uh, burian protectorate stuff at um uh, at Wilson Port which is our home port he included all those people in it and and threw them all together thank you for that gift kai that's lovely um included all those people in um in in his stories and these stories go on and he produces one every you know every sort of every three four weeks or something mm. like that um suddenly thomason will announce that he's 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 done a new story <clears throat> um and i know i'm biased because he's writing about our player minor faction and and all our friends who are involved in the squadron and everything but they're really good yeah fantastic they are really good we genuinely genuinely really look forward to his stories and he, he doesn't he doesn't always deal in the in the in the massive, you know, empires falling, earth shattering moments or anything like that. He deals quite a lot in the minutia and the little details of station life. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you there. Go on. It's not fair for you to to uh, uh, give a review of it because you're you're definitely biased. So yeah. I'll I'll give my review. <laughs> okay. it's I'm an idiot. Really, I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's really really good. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't just do the general stuff. He also goes into the minutia of the. I thought it'd yeah. be funny if I interrupted you and then said exactly what he said. Because <laughs> like, no, it is it is it is legitimately. I am not a part of the player faction. 
And I, in reading through those, uh, when, oh. I, when I first went to, to sort of give a review of it, I was like, oh, this is a neat thing. This guy wrote a blog and, and I just saw the one. And then, as I said in, in, in this last <laughs> week's episode, I went, I literally went back to it this week to be like, hey, I wonder if that guy wrote another thing. Because it, it was a neat little thing. And yeah. that's when my head tripped to like, hey, wait, what's this on the side? Oh, there's more of these. Yeah. And, and yeah. I started following through the story. And the, the, I, I love the little hypertext stuff where it's like, here's the story going. And the guy mm. is like, the guy's reading the report like, oh, there's some young upstart group, this Burr protectorate or, the, or uh, sorry, whatever. And, and, yeah. and, and like, we're not at all worried about them. And then he's like, oh, here's, oh, wait a second. They were involved in some battle. The stats on here, they had these ships. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait a second. <laughs> yeah. And then he clicks on it and you see the video that the guy who's reading the report saw. And That's then it. he starts to like the, the blood. You could just picture the blood draining from the guy. <laughs> yeah. And then like, like, oh no, this hey. is going to be bad. I got to send a report back home to say we need, we need reinforcements. <laughs> it's so well it's done. It's fantastic, we're, isn't it? It's, we're blessed yeah. to have him in the community. We really are for somebody to do that. I've yeah. printed them all off because I like sort of physical books. So I, I've printed mm. them all off and made a really nice sort of book out of them. And as they come out, I print them. So I've got a hard copy, which is quite a, a special thing, I have to say. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, somebody's got a Tales from Tawanta book mm. that it all yeah. goes in. And also, um, I should mention as well that um, Commander Universally um, mm. in our group also writes whenever we have it. We do quite a lot of events and quite a lot of some um you know, some of it's more serious, and a lot, quite a lot of it is a lot just of it's not. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it's not very serious <laughs> at all. Um, that's how science division handles that, by the way. Yep. Um, and uh, Commander Universally also writes a um, a blog, just an ad hoc, as and when he feels like it, off the back of those. And I, I said to him the other night, I really appreciate those as well because they're they're very succinct. They're on punchline off. Yeah, really. And good. they're also really. He's got an amazing sense of humour, and they're really funny. They're yeah. really really funny. Yeah, so we're very lucky. Yeah, so we've got those two. And that that just comes from our community. Those guys just did that um, off the back of their head. Um, so you have to now. You're required by law. It's it has been. It's a commandment. Uh, you have to make sure that you come and post uh, an update in our in our general chat whenever there's a new okay. Tales of Tawanta or or the other uh, blog that 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 sort of has okay. the little spoof updates. We will do. We will do. We'd love to get more eyes on their on their stuff. Actually, yeah, it deserves really, it. Yeah, it's really yeah. Tough. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, so tell us a little bit about that Black Ops series. <clears throat> okay, so Black Ops um, was uh, where can I start with that one? Well, interestingly, the Tawanta Tales, by the way, um, I was Thomason is part of the uh, a part of the Black Ops side of what we do, mm. um, and he started. No one else knew about it. <clears throat> it's in a hidden channel on 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 our Discord, if it exists, which of course it doesn't. But if no, were it to exist, it would be in a hidden channel on our Discord. Um, and he was he was kind of. When I started that, he was like he was like the number two guy. He came in to help me with it, and he started uh, laying the foundations for Black Ops before anybody knew it existed uh, mm. in the Tawanta Tales, which was really which was really nice. So like the guys were reading his Tawanta Tales, and then eventually, when when Black Ops sort of edged into the light a little bit, um, he uh, they all suddenly connected all the dots that he'd been. He'd been he'd been putting down in in his stories, so Black Ops for anybody who hasn't seen it is it's really really early days for it at the moment. I should say it's it's an initiative that that came out of my head, and I should say it's very much influenced by. I don't know if you guys are you aware of a, a YouTuber called um, Dyslexi who plays uh, Armor. 
I am not. Okay, worth looking up. He's got. A, I'll, I'll put a link in your in your Discord so you can have a look. But he plays right he on. plays armor, and he he refers to it. It's it's from a group called Shack Tactical, and they play armor in a very specific way, um, and what they call serious fun. Mm. So a lot of them are ex-military, um, and they predominantly it comes down to um, playing armor in a serious way, but still enjoying it. Um, and a lot of it comes down to voice comms and uh, radio discipline yeah. um, when you're communicating. And and that uh, that, that predominantly was what drove um, what what I'm trying to do with Black Ops. So it it's it's a way of playing Elite Dangerous. It's not about having a really really um, prolonged fight with a really difficult foe or anything like that. I'm not about you know. It's not about finding a really really tough. Um, it's all PVE by the way. None of it's PVP. But it's not about finding I don't know a really tough Corvette and then you having a four hour fight and then finally a rising triumphant. It's about being efficient. It's it's on punchline off again. Funnily enough, so mm-hmm. it's kind of um, it's about a, a, if you, the idea is. And I'm sure you can you can probably confirm this from modern Western military doctrine. It's completely overwhelming the enemy with superior firepower as quickly as you can, and making mm-hmm. sure none of your team dies. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's that's sort of the that is the official military doctrine of it, it, the idea is uh, you know you never want to engage in a fair fight. That's for that's yeah. for idiots. That's, yeah. you know, a, a brave man is willing to die for his country. A smart man lets the other guy die for his. There you go. No. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And it was, and it was about, it's about trusting the rest of your team as well. And knowing you already know what they're going to do before they do it. Um, mm. So everybody's on the same page. So for example, we're, we're developing um, one of the things we initially started doing was developing a process for interdicting um, a pirate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a kind of like you have a you have a point man, and he he identifies the target. You're all it's really simple stuff, but he identifies the target. You're he's he's looking at all the all the ships in the system, trying to find someone that's wanted. Everyone else is nav locked onto that guy, and flying as close as they can to that guy. He identifies the target. He calls out what the target is, who's flying it, what that target's currently doing. But it's all real succinct, sharp communications. Um, and he, you know, before he um, um, initiates the interdiction, um, he tells you exactly what he's doing. The tether is established, starts the interdiction, tells you when he's dropping. The moment he drops, if you're close enough, then you all drop into the instance with him. And then everybody announces when they're engaging. <laughs> Targets down. As soon as the targets down, everybody puts their kit away, and boom, off you're out, yeah. and that's yep. it. And and it's all about doing things like that, but bringing that idea to uh, every single facet of elite that we possibly can. Um, I I I, I want to see that. I, I, it's not the way I play the game ninety nine percent of the time, um, but when we do when we do a black ops thing, that's how we do it. And eventually, I'd like to see it spread almost to a, a sub-community within our, within our community, if you see what I mean. So most of the time, everybody will fly around like a complete baboon <laughs> and crash into planets and, and play silly knickers. But every now and then, when we're, having a, when we're, doing, a, we're doing a Black Ops thing, 
everybody will do that and i'd like to see it yeah serious fun basically i'd like to see it i'd like to see it expand to (laughs) every single aspect including space legs if we go that way there was also sorry that i was going to say there was also a point as well because the the way that we film the footage we sort of oh yeah yeah. we cause ourselves quite a lot of um not additional work, but doing everything from third person. I've got to get my footage in with Burr's reports and it's all quite sort of time consuming. So there was a slight angle to Black Ops in that I wasn't involved in it at all in actual fact. Um, it was all filmed from first person, which makes the editing quicker, which makes the punchier video, which gets it out the door quicker. So it was trying to get something that was a quick turnaround and perhaps some of the more cinematic stuff that we do. Um, and that was a very small driving force of Black Ops as well, was to try and get a, a quick, uh, quick video out quick edit, quick render, job done, out the door. Yeah. Um, that was kind of part of it as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so we, and we don't, use, um, we don't use in-game communications for it, and we don't use Discord. We actually use TeamSpeak for it specifically, mm. and that allows me... Um, the other guys don't, don't put any filters on it, but it allows me when I'm recording to put a filter on, um, on the communications as they come in so it makes it sound like they're all on radio. Mm. Um, you get, you get your squawks. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Adds, all, adds, a, adds another layer of immersion. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Which is funny because as a military guy, I'm used to uh, seeing movies and, and things and you, you see the way that they're portrayed or whatever. Um, our communications were always sort of just crystal clear. No squawks, no anything. Oh. But it is, but no, no, but it's one of those, no, no, it's one of those things though, where you expect it in a, yeah. in a movie or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, you guys, you guys are basically following the procedure of you've got infiltration, recon, the order to initiate engagement, and then just overwhelming force projection immediately exfil and then an, a BDA AAR, like a, a bomb damage assessment or an after action report where it's like, you know, this is, you know, this was the target target is, is, and then neutralize whatever. And then you bug out and that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Exactly. And it's kind of, it's, it's not so it, it's kind of, you know, there's plenty of videos out there of people sort of, you know, overcoming overwhelming odds in a video game. And that's great. Good for you. That's that's not how I want to play. I don't have that kind of time, <laughs> and, um, and I I love the idea of uh, you know it comes back to one punchline off again. You know it's, it's it's I love the idea of just getting in, getting the job done, getting home again, and putting the kettle on. Yeah, well, for for special operations communities, basically your your idea of a successful engagement is that the enemy knows that there's an engagement within three seconds of them being no longer cognizant of anything. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. then you and then you get out of dodge as quickly as possible exactly. before before you got you know eighty or ninety jihadis running up the side of a yeah, mountain. Absolutely, you're you're already ten kilometers away. Yeah. And show's got- already over. Absolutely, <coughs> absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was really funny actually when I particularly when I put the first one up because it was a simple sort of pirate interdiction, engagement, destruction, and out kind of thing. Um, there was uh, a couple of people commented on there going um, three heavily engineered ships. Um, destroying one, I can't remember what the ship was, mm-hmm. but it was one, you know, sort of um, relatively lightly armed, not terribly terrifying ship. Um, and they sort of said, oh, that doesn't look very tough. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, no, you've missed the point completely. A, a I'm too old to be trying to project <coughs> tough guy stuff. You know, I've got a mortgage and a full time job. I don't need to do that. Um, uh, and, and secondly, the whole point, the whole point is that the guy that we hit had no idea it was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show was over before he had a chance to to unzip his fly, and we were gone when he blew up. You know, it, that's that's literally the point of it. 
Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, for sure. You're looking at a situation like in 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 a real in a real world situation. Let me tell you something. When you're sitting on the side of a mountain and you a you call it in because you've got signal you've got signals intelligence saying that there's somebody that's coming down this road in a convoy. Mm. There's a there's a convoy of Toyota Land Cruisers. <clears throat> there's a guy in the fourth one who's setting off a, a, a signal off of a, of a cell phone that's being tracked uh, <clears throat> by the NSA. And so this is, they've already cross-referenced it between the henchmen that are around, the guy himself, the signals and the movement from previous operations that mm. this is a confirmed target. So then you call it in, they tell you to paint the target, you paint the target, which means you shoot it with a laser that you can't mm. see except for with a special piece of equipment. You call in and report it. They call up. So like you call in and report it to, to your command and then you're sitting there muted and listening while a chain of phone calls goes up to the Pentagon, which eventually goes to a lawyer. And the lawyer says, you have uh, authorization. That's a valid target. Mm. Then he he hangs up. And then, you know, you get, okay, go for it. You hit a switch. And then all you do is just sit there and listen while an Air Force pilot comes online and he verifies everything is correct. He gets his orders. He drops the bomb. Mm. And literally, it's like, isn't that a little bit of overkill for a Toyota Land Cruiser? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Isn't the point isn't that this was an epic? This nobody's going to make a World War II type movie of the sure. you know the, the storming of of Normandy. That's not what this is. This yeah. is the real how it would work in a real life situation of like, hey, I went yeah. in there, I did the job, I left. Nobody even knew exactly where I was. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I tell you what. I tell you what. What always what, what always comes down to for me, actually, you talking about that is. Um, have you ever seen um, Patriot Games? Yeah. Um, the Harrison oh, yeah. Ford. Okay, so great book, um, great book yeah, too. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so there's there, there's a there's a few action sequences in that. They're all very well done. It's a great film. If you've never seen it, look it up. It's really good. There's a few action sequences in that, including a massive finish, which are, you know, there's a big boat chase and the bad guy gets killed. No spoilers there. Mm. The mm. thing, the bit in that film that I absolutely adore, and I go back to over and over and over again, is there's a there's a special operations um, engagement right in the middle of the film mm-hmm. that's all done at night, and you see the whole thing pretty much from a from a sort of pseudo satellite UAV perspective, and they're they're watching it in a in a in a war room in the CIA or something like that, and it's mm-hmm. it's cold and it's clinical. And it's if effective and efficient, and that's that's the stuff that I personally find really interesting. That's that was the them. Stuff uh, I like. That was them taking out the uh, training camp in uh, Libya. That's it. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. You don't you don't have to give a spoiler alert for the end of that movie because the bad guy was Sean Bean. If we know. Yes. Ripping Ned Stark. Yeah, there's there's no way that's going. It's going to end well for him. Yeah, no, totally. So that's that's basically what what Black Ops is around. Um, I think also also it was um, a bit you touched on it earlier, but at the end of the day, we we've always said from sort of from the get go that we what we do on the Burr Pit on YouTube is we have to be true to ourselves. It has to be something that we enjoy doing, Mm. Um, and it was kind of putting out. We quite like having a little bit of variation on the channel. It may not always get the views, and it may not always be to everyone's cup of tea. But it no was something. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do well at all. Didn't do well at all. But that's another story. Um, but yeah, you. It was something that you always wanted to do. So yeah. almost be damned for who you are. It, it shows another side to the game. It might not be every for everyone, but there is a, a subset of the community that likes that that kind of way of recording. And then that 
you know, when you first asked about the other videos we do, we've sort of almost ended up now, a year and a half down the line, to almost have series. So you've got the news, you've got the live streams, you've got the Thargoid report, mm-hmm. then you've got the cinematics, which is my mm-hmm. turning into more my baby now, mm-hmm. where that scratches my creative itch. So the mining ones, um, <coughs> the combat ones, there, there's quite a lot in the series now. It's well, something I, I, that I love doing, um, mm-hmm. and it may not be for the best views. You may not get the most hits off yeah, it. Yeah, we certainly don't do that for views, do we? But no? you do it because you love doing it, and Black Ops kind of fell into that category as well. <laughs> sure. You do it because you want to do it, and it shows perhaps more size to the game than you can show through just doing news stories all the time. Well, let me be a voice to say, please, please, please continue with the Black Ops, and I want to see them embedded in the Tawanta Tales. Yeah, I can guarantee you that's definitely going to happen. Definitely going to happen. Right on. So let's move on to actually the the you you bring it up. I was just ready to go there. Let's bring let's go get into the mass mining operations you guys do. Where like (laughs) the the camera footage that Rainy gets of like you know twenty, you know you got cutters (laughs) and T nines everywhere just. Just, just like they're they're they get around a rock, and it's 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 like that, uh, and it looks like a sponge when they're done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 poor that poor rock has to go later on. It still it has PTSD from that. Situation. <laughs> I had a really yeah. bad day of being a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's turned into. I mean, the, the video is something that I wanted to do because I just thought it would look spectacular. It gives me an excuse to put some epic music to it. But the, can I just? Can I? Sorry, can I just? Sorry to interrupt. You, no, sorry. Right. Can, can I just say first of all that? So it's it's lovely that we can sit here and take credit for that. But that that kind of operation that you're talking about that goes on day in day oh, out yeah. at the Burr Pit. We're hardly involved in it. That is the the Burr Pit Mining Company, yeah, the BPMC. BPMC, which I think I don't think they'll mind me saying is, is probably headed up by Rod Naris. Absolutely, uh, and all, also Eagle One Three One is is a big part of that as well. But there's a bunch of them that get together almost every single night. They are they are multi billionaires, all of them, <laughs> because yeah. that's pretty much what they do um, all the time. And that's. Uh, we we've joined them on a, on a couple of occasions, but I'd, I'd love to be able to say that was that was our fault, but it isn't. But the video that that uh, that Ree was talking about came off of it. That was that was basically Ree's idea. And um, sorry, I interrupted you. Go on, that's go all right. So yeah, that was um, uh, that's your thing. And go. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I was going to touch on the fact that we've ended up with where Discord sort of evolving and getting bigger to see the BPMC sort of turn into a thing. It's another subset of the Burpit mm. Discord now, which is hugely successful. The other week they t- because I don't I don't I don't like flying. I don't really <laughs> like playing. I like you filming. Do, oh. you, do. you just play it different to everybody I else. Do. You do play. But I was I've managed to get quite a lot of money and quite a lot of ranks through purely doing multiplayer and nothing else. Yeah, and it, it dawned on us a couple of weeks back that I was actually only a Nats chuff away from turning elite in trade. Accidentally. Accidentally, through never trading anything myself. So the BPMC, bless them, everybody got together. We all went out. They farmed diamonds for me, and they kicked me over into my first elite rank. So they were, <laughs> Congrats. Thank you very much. I feel kind of cheaty, a bit cheesy, cause it's all, but I'm quite proud as well that it's all been done through sort of multiplayer and not ever doing anything myself. It's, it's an excellent way of playing. I can highly recommend it. But the well, BP, BPMC have just been fantastic, this whole sort of community that we've got now who just go out there and help people and, and mine, and the video was just off the back of it, really. 
Well, that I got to correct you. That's your second elite rank because you passed up elite cinematography a while ago. Oh, oh dude. Thank you. I know it's not for everyone, but... Get the, get the hell out oh, of here. You guys, sucks. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us how you guys first started in the game, how you guys hit like Elite Dangerous and, and you know, your thoughts behind it and, and your your sort of history with the game. I'll get this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I first discovered Elite uh, as a a thing, I guess, around the 1983-1984 period. Um, I had a a mate who played the original Elite on... So I'm a kid of the Star Wars generation, right? So uh, I had a mate who um, played Elite on a BBC Micro. Um, sometime around my school years or just after my school years. Uh, eventually, I managed to get hold of Elite on the ZX Spectrum. Um, and I played it. I think I would probably would have... How old was I in 1984, Reed? Do some math. No, 16. There we go. Okay, so I played it on the, on the, on the Spectrum um, or around 1984, 85, something like that. Um, back when I had hair. And... Um, then I went, I, I wasn't very good at it at that point, uh, but I absolutely adored it, completely adored it. And then I went on to play uh, Frontier Elite 2 on the Amiga 500 um, and, and lost probably a couple of years of my life um, to zooming around in a Panther Clipper covered, mm. in, yeah, covered in military-grade turrets, which was hilarious. Um, I got to elite in combat in that very, very, very quickly. It was nothing like uh, as hard as it is these days. But as soon as I, I was, I was completely harmless up until I got a Panther Clipper. Then I covered it in turrets and, and basically <laughs> got elite in, a, in an afternoon. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so that was that was me. I tried the the subsequent elite games after that, but they were they were buggy and um, just just didn't. I don't think they looked as good to be honest as Frontier Elite Two. So. So then you've got a, a sort of a, a dark, terrible um, 20-odd year period, I suppose, when um, I'm desperately searching for a, a game to fill the elite void and uh, played plenty of games um, across all sorts of genres, but never really found the, the one that, uh, that grabbed me. And then one magical, magical afternoon, I suddenly saw that an elite Kickstarter or an mm-hmm. elite dangerous Kickstarter was coming. Um, and so I hosed it with money. Um, and got myself into the um, the second stage beta, I think. Um, and shortly after that, I stopped playing any other games. <laughs> That's basically it. it. Yeah, that was basically it. Ray, you'd never heard of Elite, really, until you were uh, unfortunate enough for, for me to start going on about it day in, day out. Well, yeah, between, I think between... June 2018 and December 2018, it was like, oh, that's space game. That, was, that yeah. was my sort of understanding of it. Yeah. And then December 2018, I started doing the photography. And now I've got nothing in my life apart from Elite Dangerous either. It was, I suppose, Turn and Burn was, the, was the, the benchmark moment for you, wasn't it? We did a, so that was a, was that your first video? Yep. So we did a, we did a, a combat video called um turn and burn i think it was called turn and burn the anaconda something like that wasn't it um and that was that was the first um sort of multi-crew video that we did and that was that was me and my anaconda with re 
just doing some regular Joe combat, nothing special, with Re outside um, filming the first time she'd ever done anything like that. We practiced probably for about three weeks. Three weeks, I think we did, yeah. Um, before, that, before that came out, the music on it is from um, Miguel Johnson, mm. Um, mm. Who's, who's been a, a staple of ours. Mm. Um, and it, you, I mean, we funny, isn't it? We look at the camera work on that now and kind of go, well, we wouldn't let that go and we wouldn't let that go and we'd we maybe get out do the door, that better. And yeah, yeah the, the way wow. we do everything's changed completely. But at the time, neither of us had certainly had ever seen anything well, like that. It was that. well received, so we carried on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the big surprise, because it was turn and burn, was the moment when, when Rainey had her first experience of when you get rocked back in the chair and then you get the injections in your neck with the stuff. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she that, didn't know that was coming. Yeah. That, that's, also, that's really only funny for, for Expanse fans. Of which we are. Of which we are. And then I had to cross her with glazed <laughs> eyes and just said, you're one of us now. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> I've been assimilated, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And then, <clears throat> even though I don't really know what I'm doing now when I'm playing, we did a couple of, uh, way back in our history, we got the Really Fly series. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. And Yeah, that was kind of my introduction to playing the game. And I sort of managed to bumble through and play through incompetence most of the time. But, yeah. This was before really, really knew how to do anything in a spaceship. Um, just because we knew it would be funny, we, we basically put her in one of my ships and then ask, asked her to try and do something. <coughs> so there's a couple of Reenie Flies videos, one of which is a, a high G landing, which was particularly classic, wasn't it? I nailed it. Yeah, Absolutely nailed it. nailed it. <laughs> Upside down, obviously, but nailed it. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, that's where I started. So have you guys done any, uh, give us some, some of your highlights and, and whatever. Have you done the obligatory, like, okay, we're going to waste some time and go off hunting for Raxla, or have you had any uh, just just personal sort of off-stream, things that people God. wouldn't have already seen, highlights of your, your time in Elite? Off-stream? off-stream. Oh, my uh, word. Oh, I don't know. Um, That's a tricky one, that one. I went to... <laughs> It was a hard oh, one for me. I mean, it's it's prime time. Will be proud if you yeah, mention prime this. Prime time will be proud of me for mentioning this. I, I he doesn't stop mentioning it. No, so he didn't you might shut well. up about it. No, so <laughs> I I'm early game, very very early game. So pre engineers and all that kind of thing. I didn't really understand how to put a ship together. Um, didn't really understand about the different the different grades of modules or anything like that. I just assumed um, a grade was better, and that was that. So I a rated an anaconda. Um, made sure it was fully armed to the teeth in case I met trouble. And then I flew all the way out to Sagittarius A uh, with a 13 light year jump range. <laughs> well done, you. Well yeah, done. That was, that was a particularly proud moment. Having got proud. there, I stayed there probably for about six or seven days and then jumped all the way back again. It took you months. It took me months. Months and months. I even remember months. you doing it. Yeah. Months. Because I don't get a huge amount of time to play even back then. And it was, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, a, I'm an idiot, basically, is the short <laughs> version of that. Not at all. Um, think of how many, think of how many systems everyone else, else jumped over same. that you got, you got, you got first discoveries on yeah. because, you know, you were taking the baby steps. That's a, that's a very kind, positive remark. Positive thinking. I like <laughs> it. I like it. <laughs> nice catch. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I suppose sort of for me, you know, the, 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 the real standout points that were, that were off, off camera. Everything we do is always on camera um, these days, but uh, the the real standout points off camera, I suppose, would I mean, literally silly stuff like the first time I fired up the game when 
in beta when the, the bubble didn't even exist. You know, we had sort of two or three systems or something like that you could jump to. Um, going somewhere like, um, is it Erenin Orbital? I think it is. Um, so mm. One of the early outposts, stations that's, um, that's really, really close to um, uh, an Earth-like world. And, and just seeing that and just sitting there with my jaw on the floor. You know, and this this is amazing. And when I bought my first anaconda, stuff like that, and and then the creation of the Burian Protectorate and seeing sort of our player minor faction in the game was just you know real man tears. That was amazing. See, that's you Brits have a an unfair advantage completely because like if I say you know Iran in orbital, it's like okay, it just sounds whatever. But then when a British person is like you know Iran in orbital. <laughs> You're like, oh, right on. That sounds like I want to go to there. No, you see, no, the thing, no, I you like see, it. okay, from the other side of the fence, when we, all I hear is London whenever I say anything. I think I sound like someone from EastEnders, if you know what that is, which is just, oh, yeah. all, oh, just, yeah. just awful. awful. But when you guys say something, it's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Or, ah. or, you know, we, we, I hear Aaron in orbital. Five zero one Tango three nine. You know what I mean? It just sounds it sounds way cool. So I end up uh, in between Essex and Australia. Sometimes I get a bit yeah, really honky donks, <laughs> honky donks. Well, honky donks. I, so I was I was stationed actually for a little while at RAF Milden Hall. And, uh, I used to go to the air show. I used to go to the air show every single year at yeah. Milden Hall. Yeah, I love. Oh my god, I love so, it. Wow. So you know Milden Hall and Lake and Heath, the whole nine yards. Yeah, they would send yep. us. They would send us through there and. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm familiar with EastEnders and and uh, when I was there, everyone I, I don't understand this because British television is so good. You guys have so many really? awesome things. I'm oh, dude, I'm a huge Young Ones fan. I love oh, yeah. horses. Oh, okay, okay. horses. Cool. Uh, I love you know like all all of these amazing things. And then but everyone just kept watching this stuff that I watched about four seconds of it and was like, yeah, no, I'm out. Um, uh, neighbors and home and away. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. young wow. ones. Young ones is absolute genius. I oh, love the young ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big Neil fan. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So we, we we've covered some of the uh, we've covered some of you know sort of your your starting in the game and whatnot. Let's get to the meat and potatoes here. We're gonna ask the questions Uh-oh. that we ask everybody Ooh, always. Uh-oh. Okay. So. Because, but here's the thing, and I, I, I've a, even made a crack a couple interviews about it ago, uh, saying because it's like the questions are so boring, but the thing because we say it every time, but the answers are actually interesting because each person has a different answer. Prepare so, to be disappointed. <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to with regard to fleet carriers? Oh, oh dear. Well, let's oh, hear your hypothesis. Because <laughs> the big, the, the raging debate, there's like everyone has little different ideas, but the raging debate that, that there's pretty much 50-50 down the line is half the people think, of course it's got to have storage. How the hell do you have a, a, a trading ship without storage? And half the people think, no, they cannot possibly do storage. What are you thinking? So hit, hit us with your stuff. We're ready. I I, I tell you what, I, I, I suppose the... the... Oh, that's a tough one. Okay, so that part of me is looking forward to hearing a what because we don't really know anything about fleet carriers, right? We know almost nothing. Almost about nothing. Them. We don't even know how much they cost at this mm. point. For the love of Pete, F Dev, really. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we don't we we literally don't know anything about it at the moment. So I'm 
A, I'm interested in hearing anything at all, absolutely anything, but also, to a degree, sitting back and looking at the inevitable firestorm because there's no way <laughs> that they can make everybody happy. But I, I just, I can't, I did a video about, about fleet carriers a few weeks back um, and it was all kind of like, surely they must do this and surely they must do that. So there, there must be something to the fleet carrier equation that we don't know about, right? So we know they can jump 500 light years. Uh, we know you can park on them and we know your mates can park on them. And we know they come in different flavors. But we don't know what difference those different flavors make and what what else it is they can do. So I'm I'm cautiously excited about fleet carriers, but this is frontier, so you 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 know you never know quite what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. Um the thing I the thing I suppose I'm really excited about is being able to call call the thing to me as well and re be in third person camera and then film the thing arriving. I mean that would be that would be a hell of a thing, but they've uh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of hoping storage is a thing, and I would I would like to have a Battlestar Galactica kind of thing where you can launch alert fighters from it uh, and have your fleet carrier be attacked by you know pirates and whatever. Surely that's got to be a thing as well. So it's that stuff, I suppose, that really interests me. But mm. the, at the moment, we know so little. So little. We know so little, Kai. Why at this point do we still know so yeah. little? Well, so here's the thing. They, 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 as far as we know that they're indestructible, so they're, it's not going to be sort of attacked by pirates. Um, but as far as the rest of it, I completely agree with you. I concur that uh, the fact that there's no information, it leads me down one of two tunnels. It's either A, <laughs> there's a problem with, the design idea, the implementation of the design idea that they had, which was like, okay, we wanted to do this and like, oh no, that's too much. We got to dial this back. And then, okay, take two, we're going to do this. Oh no, that's too little. Dial it yeah. up. So like they, they haven't quite got, got it or hadn't until now. I, I feel like we're there now they have whatever they want to say locked and they're ready to, to pull the trigger on that. Um, and I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see it next Thursday. But uh, I really hope so. <clears throat> I think that up until this point, I think the fact that you know the, the fleet carriers were announced in 2017, I think, and they yes. were supposed to come out in 2018. Yes, and then they were delayed, and then they were sort of. I I say canceled because. The, the second time they were delayed, they were delayed and it was said, and we have no like a, announcement date. So to me, if you say we have this thing is going to be coming out on this date and then you say it's delayed, no date, that yeah. to me means cancel, canceled. But then it was reannounced and then it was delayed again. So yeah. there's been obvious, I think, retooling. Of it, would, would say. you say? Would you say it's possible? There's been like a, there's been an internal rethink over, yes, over hundred percent, what, what a fleet carrier is and what it can do. It does, I would, it, I would say not only. Well, we know that there's been a rethink <clears> because the original statement was that it was the squadron fleet carrier, and yeah. it was announced to be released at the same date as squadrons dropping. Yeah, and the fact that they it didn't get released 
sort of made squadrons a big like um what's the point but like <clears throat> so so yes it's been re re rethinked rethought 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 <laughs> it's been, it's been rethought honky dog style multiple times. <laughs> and and the situation i feel like so so now that's that that's why i think they were reluctant to give out any information i think that was very prudent on their part because I think somewhere, some someone along the line that had mm. sort of authority over this said, hey, let's not talk about it just yet because I don't know if that's going to work the way you think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so now I, I, I hope, based off the fact that the way before, if you look at when, when they would get cornered in the live streams, uh, the community team would always be like, oh, we can't talk about fleet carriers. And it was just a dead, you know, we can't talk about it. We can't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. That was one thing. Uh, in the announcement um, a couple of weeks ago where Will Flanagan was was being very cheeky and was like, okay, this is going to be a shadow announcement. And then later on was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything. The, they both, when he mentioned it and immediately Paige called him out and was like, will, and, and they both mm-hmm. had this smile on their face, that mm-hmm. smile that you, that they have on their face. You don't get that when you're towing the company line. That's the smile you have where it's like, okay, we finally got this and we're, we're ready. We're, we're talking about it now because right now we're talking about nothing <clears throat> but the 24 hour live stream, but mm-hmm. we, we know that we got this now. Mm. I, I have to say, I really feel for the for those guys, for oh. uh, for Will oh, yeah. and Steve and Paige, and uh, uh, the, the fact that you know, I've, I've no doubt that they absolutely want to be able to say what it is is going on and what's happening, and they and they're the they're the sharp end of whatever mm-hmm. Frontier is doing, and and week after week after week for years now, literally years, they've been getting carriers, mm-hmm. carriers, carriers, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and it, I do. I really, put, you know, community management is a tough job 100%. at the best of times. At the best of times, isn't it? But you know, that, they they do such a such a job week in week out. Those guys, particularly at the moment, where you know the game's in a slightly more challenging phase than it has been at any time in its history. Yeah, um, and I mean, and management just says, "All right, go out there and and like close the door yeah. safely behind." And yeah. they're out there with the hungry lions, yep. and they're it's like yep. you know they're armed with nothing but you know a, a very small yep. yeah they've yep. got a they've got a spork maybe yeah exactly <laughs> and, and and they have to deal with you know the the, the lions out there and <clears throat> so yeah for sure but I, I'm sure also the fact I I heard the way you reported it in which space I also you know. Obsidian Ant and Down to Earth and every everyone, including our us, uh, everyone saw the look on Will and Paige's face. They had that smile. You don't get that smile when you're towing the bullshit line. That was yeah. the we finally got this, and man, we can't wait to talk about it. But we're not allowed to for two more weeks. Kind of look. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I said, hurry up, though. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. good. Yeah. That was good. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Come on. Um, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. See, I've, I've I've kind of been in the mindset that ever since the uh, the infamous leak come out, that mm-hmm. they've been a little uh, gun shy about things, and I kind of feel like that when that leak come out, because they were at a uh, oh, what was it called? Their their uh, meet and greets, um, the community, yeah. They yeah. Were at the community, yeah. Meeting, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when that leak went public, like FDF recalled everybody there, like they all got up and left. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very telling sign because it was shortly after that leak that FDev went silent. 
Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's, I think they're in a situation where I, I don't think they know where the leak came from. And if they do, they're not saying, and they probably never will. But I think it's a situation where there were so many things that were not fully baked and they weren't ready for it. And then that leak come out and that scared the crap out of them. But what I'm curious about what you guys think, because, you know, the running theory right now is that FDEV has moved uh, Elite from being their AAA title back to their, uh, like, a, a back burner B title, for lack of a better term. Do you do you kind of feel like that that's what they've done with the game, or do you think it's just they're building they're building up to something big? Um, I don't I don't for one moment believe that Elite has been moved to a uh, to a back burner game or is or is no longer a significant property for them. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I think that uh, as I, as I said, I think the the game is is in a a challenging phase at the moment for them simply because they obviously had a project that was meant to hit milestones and one of those significant milestones has has dropped. Um, and they've had some some problems with the existing game that they've had to sort out as well. Um, so that has put essentially, uh, uh, I suppose at this point, we're probably looking at a year-long gap in the middle of the game's development right now that we're in the middle of. We described it as the doldrums, didn't mm, we? You know, it's kind doldrums. of like, you know, you're in, the, you're in a boat and the wind just drops suddenly and the, and the water goes uh, placidly um, smooth. And that's the period we're in at the moment. I, I think... The launch of carriers will, will be a, a, a big event, and I do think there'll be lots and lots of interesting stuff on there that they'll then build on. I don't know what that is yet, but I, I, I'm confident that there will be interesting stuff in there. And I genuinely, genuinely, hand on heart, think, A, 2020. Am I allowed to say what we think 2020 is? Are you okay with that kind of spoiler on here? I was oh, actually no, going to ask you about it, so, so but yeah, go right ahead. Sure. For sure. Uh, and we'll okay, so back to the carriers. okay, so the the leak was for anybody who doesn't know, stop listening now. But the the um, the leak was that um, it was a space legs, a first person shooter element, uh, or a first person gameplay element. I want to say, uh, and also base building. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion at this point that that uh, that leak is all but confirmed. Um, I do genuinely believe that that is very probably what they're working on, and I could not could not be more excited about it. I think it's absolutely the, the way the game needs to go, and I really, really can't wait. I can't wait. I like space simulators, but I also like tactical first-person shooters. So I'm just in heaven, if that's the, if that's the thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me ask you, with regard to that, because this, this game isn't aimed at sort of the, the, that crowd for the most part, and... So many people, so many people play this game with a Hotas. Uh, how do you see them integrating that kind of gameplay mechanics with regard to like a Hotas? Uh, Ree's going to be giving me nervous looks now because we because <laughs> we've got a video coming out in a couple of days uh, where I talk about this kind of sort of this kind of subject but, well, no, but the, um, the hotest thing is very valid i mean it's the absolutely the hotest thing well uh, i mean cool. i don't I, I can't speak to anyone else's setup but i've got a, a throttle to my left a hotest to my right and then mm. immediately next to the hotest i've got a mouse so, so let uh, me let me put you at ease and say you can spoil your whole video no problem because <laughs> this, this uh this interview Gee, thanks this, well this interview <laughs> won't be released until Monday. So, I mean, if you, okay. I don't know if it's being, if your interview is being, if your uh, a video is being put out after Monday, then for sure hold back. But if it's, if it's 
something that you're releasing, you know, on Monday, then uh, we, we wanted to put it out Thursday, we didn't we? Out but Thursday, we lost a hard drive. So <laughs> one of our hard drives died. So yeah, we so yeah. Well, it might be Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Well, then for sure, bear that in mind and, and keep yourself sure. edited, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I, 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 yes, I mean, the, the guys the guys in VR are the, are the ones that, that, that really worry me. There's two sides to this, to this equation, right? I, I, I don't believe for one moment that, uh, that Frontier are going to add space legs to the game and then um, participating in space legs is going to be mandatory. I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I think the core game, as it is at the moment, if that is your thing, um, will stay. Um, but I think if you if you buy into the Space Legs ex- expansion, or if, sorry, if you don't buy into the Space Legs expansion, then there'll be a little bit of Space Leggery that will be added to the game for free just so that you can get a taster um, mm. and work out if it's for you or not. Um, but I think the majority of the of the space legs content will will actually be part of the paid expansion. And then if it doesn't if it doesn't work for you, your core game is still going to be there. And I also believe that they'll add stuff to serve the core game as part of 2020 as well that doesn't require um, the space legs uh, part of the equation at all as well. So I think you know I might be looking at it with two rose colored <laughs> glasses, but that, no, that's I mean, my gut feeling. Why would you Why would you destroy your golden goose? Sure. Just to give it a nice pair of trainers. They, you know? I think you can look at their history and say, like, look at the way they handled the Horizons expansion. There are still plenty of people, and I scratch my head about this all the time, but there are mm. plenty of people that play Elite and enjoy Elite entirely and just said, no, thank you. I have no interest in landing on planets. I don't want to yeah. mess with engineers. So the, the I, I 100% concur with your, your, your <clears throat> thesis there that if people don't like a certain aspect that they're going to introduce uh, with regard to the 2020 update, that you'll still have plenty. It's not like they're 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 going to take it away and suddenly you can't farm a hazres anymore unless you also get out and pew pew. Yeah. Like yeah. for sure, for sure. I, me personally, I've I've said it before. Uh, I used to shoot people for a living for eight years. <laughs> I, I, I have no, I have zero interest in first-person shooters. I, they, those games turn me off entirely. Right, so right. I, I'm excited about the aspect of space legs uh, with regard to like something like No Man's Sky, but without the cheesy graphics or whatever, or sure. or Deliver Us the Moon, that 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 uh, Steam game. I'm yep. interested in space legs for the purpose. I. I, I would love space legs if I get to do an EVA and like fix something on my yeah, ship or on a station or something. Yeah. I, all, all, all of that stuff I love. The, any I, any any aspect of a gameplay that involves like running around with the gun and shooting people or targoids or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. But yeah, yeah. I do, and I do. I, I think that will be part of space legs, but it won't. You know, it won't. It, it it's not like they're going to ignore mining or they're going to ignore exploration or. You know, like you say, getting out and repairing your ship. I even think, you know, there's a possibility that engineering will be included in all of it. So, uh, you know, I think few people will obviously be part of it, but it won't be the whole the whole sandwich. And just leave me base building. I'll be quite happy doing that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't want to shoot again. Oh I don't, I don't, I don't so, go nuts. The arcs, so, that I, I, I was actually... <laughs> real real quick, real quick. 
real quick before we go to the other thing, because I know we, I definitely want to get into the base building, but real quick, Down to Earth Astronomy, astronomy, astronomy put out <laughs> a, a brilliant video, like, uh, I don't know, last year sometime, that said, here's why space legs could be good, even if you don't like space legs. Right. And he said, in order, in the, his, his central point of that video was, your space stations are going to seem empty as fuck if you can't like see a bunch of other people walking around in the station with you. Yeah. yeah. And in order to do that, in order to facilitate uh, uh, Frontier being able to provide that, which they definitely seem to be aiming for, they're going to have to work on their back end so that they allow more people for instancing to get into the same instance. So even if you never buy Space Legs update or you're just like, I'm never getting out of my ship. I'm an old school grogger and I just don't do it. In order for them to facilitate that, they're going to have to make it to where you could now have maybe 10 or 15 or just more people in in a Hazrez working together or in a mining op working together without <clears throat> bugs. So yeah. that could be a backdoor way for people who hate space legs to enjoy the rest of the game more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll turn the mic back over to Ty there. He was, I know he had a point he wanted to make about the base building aspect. Well, that's something I was going to ask you about is like, that's one of the things they've talked about is the, is the base building thing. And I've, I've recently, I bought No Man's Sky. Well, let me back up. I, I bought Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen on the same day, and I bought No Man's mm-hmm. Sky, uh, cool. like launch day. And um, I've I've never been a. F- I'll come back to Star Citizen because that game's a mess, but <laughs> or that demo is a mess. Is the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> that, but stars, but uh, No Man's Sky has some. It, it's. It was awful at launch, but mm-hmm. I recently spent some hours back in it, and um, the flight mechanics are boring, and I don't mm-hmm. give a crap about them. But mm-hmm. but the walking around base building stuff is some of the best I've ever played. It's fantastic, and, isn't it? Yeah, I've looked at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I want them to to do that with Elite to some degree. I'm curious. Do you think that you know with that? Do you think we'll get that, or do you think we'll get something? That's more like modular based, right? Plot, plot this in, plot this in, instead of like more uh, freeform the way No Man's Sky is. Uh, personally, I, I, I do, I, I do think it'll it'll be a modular thing, um, similar to No Man's Sky, purely from the perspective that if I was going to do it, that's the way I I'd do it personally. So I think it'll probably be like that. One of the the big things about Frontier is the uh, is the Cobra engine. So it's the it's the engine that Elite is built on. It's the engine that um, uh, oh god, I just want to call it Jurassic the zoo Park, game. Zoo World, yeah, Planet yeah. yeah. Zoo. Yeah. yeah, every every internal build um, game that Frontier produce uses a version of the Cobra engine. Um, Elite at the moment is one of the older versions of the engine, is my understanding, but it is still the Cobra engine, and they have a real policy of um, cross pollinating. So technology from um, Oh, I'm terrible. I don't want to call it the zoo game because that seems really disrespectful, but I just can't remember. Planet Zoo. Thank you. It's Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, Planet Dinosaurs, Planet Dinosaurs. Planet Dinosaurs, yeah. So all the all the planet games, you're you're gonna see that technology coming into Elite Dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it just makes commercial sense if nothing else, right? So I do think you're gonna see that stuff. I think it will be I think it will be modular. Um, I think you'll have you'll have little components that you can buy. Uh, sorry, buy in game, 
for in-game money that you're that you're then plucked down on the planet, and then I think um, Frontier will be more than happy to sell you skins and pot plants and TVs and I don't know furniture sets and chairs and and whatever you want to you know to carry on funding the the machine forward. I think I personally think that's that's what you're what you're going to see, and I think you'll probably be able to go as to a degree. You're, I reckon you'll be given a, a plot of planet that you can build on that's, you know, so many squares by so many squares and you can populate that with whatever you want. What that, what functionality that base then gives you, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. But Do you remember the uh, the old uh, LaveCon interview that Scott Manley did with David Braben where they talked about the idea and David Braben's words were something along the lines of like, yeah, if you had this inflatable module that yeah. you could just fill up your ship with, it would take up the whole cargo but you drop it on a planet and then it <clears throat> sort of expands out like a, yeah. I don't know, bouncy castle or something and yeah, turns all, into a base. Yeah, and they're already inflatable uh, modules on planet surfaces. I was at Dav's Hope the other day and some of that is uh, mm. is is a sort of almost semi-temporary mm-hmm. inflatable style building. So yeah, that's a... That's absolutely a possibility. Yeah, that's absolutely a possibility. And at the end of the day, commercially, don't they have to actually, you know, they, they surely they must have a, a massive finger on the pulse of what No Man's Sky and um, yeah. um, Star Citizen are doing because, they, you know, they, know, they must know their competitors. They can't be that dull yeah. that they don't know exactly what the market wants. It's a weird and, situation, oh. isn't it? Because they're, they're different games, but they're also the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, they've <laughs> got to be aware of that stuff. <laughs> so, I'd, I'd like... I'd like to think they were, but like, you know, when I, you know, Star Citizen, I think it's like, I think the whole thing is a mess and they haven't done anything aside from the Karak recently yeah. that I would consider even that was good. And the, the Karak, everything, the, the videos I've been watching out of the Karak were simply amazing, but it's still not a game. There's still nothing there to actually play. Star Citizen such a weird one, you know, because if you look at, if you look at Elite, they kind of, the way it was built, it's kind of like, get the, get the core experience nailed, right? Get that. Get that right, which is flying around in your spaceship, fighting, trading, exploring. That and then and then they they add to that later on, and they put in you know SLVs and planetary landings or whatever. And then you know it looks like we're getting space legs and base building, and they, mm. and they iterate on on the core experience. But the core experience they they nailed pretty much straight out the gate. Um, Star Citizen, and I'm I'm not a, a, a um a great producer in the games industry, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but it just seems to be trying to do absolutely everything all at the same time and not doing any of it really solidly yet. Um, and that, to me, seems an odd way to go, particularly if your product's going to go public right from the off. Mm. So it's so, you know, any game when you first create it is a buggy mess. They all are, right? <clears throat> but to to create... The in, try and create the entire game right from the start, all the different modules, all at the same time. So the first person, the the ship flying, the combat, the exploration, the mining, everything, all at the same time, and throw it out to the public before it's ready, just gives you the impression of this great big buggy mess. So, is, we, yeah, we, we, Star Citizen to me reminds me of a thing that I've seen over and over 
Uh, I don't have enough inside knowledge into the games industry to to have a history of it from there, but I've seen it in the movie industry, in the entertainments, uh, you know, putting out a big blockbuster movie mm. where you have <clears throat> you have a guy that's like this genius director and he makes like two or three movies that everyone says like, this guy is off the charts genius. He is the next, you know, he's the second coming. He's the new Spielberg. He's whatever. Mm. A- and then... And what it is, is it's a guy who's like a really, really talented director and is <clears throat> working under a good producer who's the, the who's the real boss. The producer, mm. the, the director isn't the boss of a movie. The sure. producer, the main producer, there's they add 10 other producers mm. that are just bullshit titles and contracts. <laughs> but there's always one real producer who's the boss and he's the yeah. guy that signs the checks. Yeah. And you have so you have this guy who made these great movies or whatever, and they say, "Well, look, the studio believes in this guy so much; they're handing over the reins to him. He's now going to be the director and producer of the movie. Go!" Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening then is you end up with a complete clusterfuck of mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. happened because you need to have your genius to, in order to make something worth watching, yep. but you need to have somebody above that genius who ha- who actually writes the checks who tells them, nah, nah, mate, that part's done. Move on to the next fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get this, we got to get this product out on a calendar date. Absolutely. You see it time and time again. I think it happened, it happened with the Wachowski brothers on, on the Matrix movies and it happened with um, Peter Jackson as well. Like uh, Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings. And it was amazing and great. And so they went, here you go. Here, here, have all the money in the world. Now go and do whatever you want. And then he produced King Kong, which is kind of, it's okay. But the first, it's a three-hour movie, I think. And the first hour and a half is a boat. You know, it's, ugh. So it'd be nice to think that Frontier are doing that now, then surely in that, you know, they've pulled the reins on everything to actually get it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just kind of, I, I, I like the way, you know, it's frustrating because you do want everything all at once, but I like the way Frontier work in so much as it's kind of like, get that right, mm-hmm. then move on, get that right, then move on. As much as I want atmospheric landings and apart, space legs tomorrow. Apart from September, that they didn't get right oh, at all. Oh, yeah, September. They yeah. didn't apply the tactics <laughs> in there, did they? Been, yeah, there's clearly been some sort of problem internally, which they've, they've, they've put the brakes on and gone right. Hang on a minute. Everybody take a step back and, and try and get it right again. Well, I September think was a disaster. In fairness for them, uh, I, I, I agree with you 100 percent on your on, on that point. I can't I don't in any way detract from what you're saying. I, I look at it in fairness to them, though. Um, <clears throat> I think what we're seeing here is a company. So this started as a very small company that was doing work for other people. <clears throat> and then they had this Kickstarter passion project that we're like, hey, we're going to make our own thing. <laughs> and they did. And they were they had that sort of um, uh, Apple computers back when, you know, uh, what's that guy? W- w- not Wachowski. What's his yeah, name? I don't know. Well, well, Wozniak, Steve Wozniak. When Steve Wozniak was basically working out of a garage and was whatever, they they had that feel of like, hey, we're the small plucky upstarts and we're doing whatever. Mm. And and over the course of the years of Elite Dangerous being out, they have morphed and grown into this. Suddenly they are the largest employer in in all of the United Kingdom of the from the game developer Mm. category so that's sort of a huge 
shift to go from this like, hey, we're a small team. We all know each other. You know, it's 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 uh, the eight of us. And, you know, it's like, OK, it's me and these four guys and then these these yeah, three yeah. three ladies and mm. <clears throat> we're kind of all in tight contact and we're, you know, mm. sitting around programming in the middle of the night and having beers and sharing a pizza to now they've got the, the the huge that 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 office building looks like something you know that the that NASA would have Cambridge yeah. Science Park yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. they got you know, over four hundred stuff there, haven't they think yeah so over five hundred yeah. I think okay it's oh, wow. yeah. it just past the five hundred mark uh, wow. like last within the last month or two but the, mm. the, so the point that I'm making is that. And and the number of projects they have going and they have mm. another internal, uh, their own IP thing that is still hush hush that they're working on. And they have another product that sort of got leaked, I think, but is not yet confirmed that's coming out soon. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's a huge shift in like how a company works. And that's yeah. going to have some growing pains that come along with it. And mm. I think. We've definitely seen with regard to the leak, with regard to the situation of sort of last September and, and the, the ARCs implementation, whatever. We have seen some stumbles that are not the kind of thing that it's like, well, this company is doomed. It's dead. It's whatever. But it's for sure not something they it's, they haven't been putting their best foot forward with regard to some stuff. And, and also <clears throat> this... Uh, change this time this period of change has brought with it a difference in mindset where if you look at the early days the kickstarters and you know you had a lot of david braben which yeah. you, you do not see him anymore no, now he, not, he is no. sort of he's he's a little bit more like one of those communist dictators who you get information <laughs> about and you're not sure like hey is this guy alive yeah, that's <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. i haven't seen him on camera yeah. in a while is he uh <clears throat> or is it the central committee is putting out press releases um, but, but, you know, so you, you get, that's a difference you get, there's definitely a difference in the mindset of how much, like the early days, a LaveCon or an ECM, you could pretty much expect a couple of cheeky leaks or a couple of cheeky announcements or, or, or quotes of things where people would be like, holy crap. Uh, now it's a little different. Um, they're, they definitely have gone from, you know, in the old days, they had sort of an open roadmap situation that they actually published at one point. They have like a 10-year roadmap and mm. they're, they're sort of on year one now, I think. But, uh, mm. <clears throat> but you know, it, 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 there's corporate policies and stuff that come involved and, and change things. And that leads to some frustration in the community and that definitely leads to some missteps. But I feel like Oh, and I know people are going to say I'm a Pollyanna or a Care Bear or whatever for saying this, but I feel like <clears throat> I this, am now. Cool. This, this, <laughs> this this process, this this it's coming to a close, and I feel like from the 2020 update on going forward, I think they're kind of okay. Now this is the new way they're doing it, and they have it figured out, and they're ready to to move forward. You know, a little less sort of change steppy a little more like okay we have our flow back i, th I agree with you actually yeah I, I don't think you're wrong at all i, I was just thinking while you're saying that as well i was just thinking if anybody because i know you know gamers are gamers right they'll always be gamers and they uh they get frustrated and they'll and they'll jump ship or you know go and think oh well, i'm done with that that game's dead and move on kind of thing right i do think like if anybody is is writing off elite dangerous this year in particular uh 
I, I think that's a mistake uh, personally. I think uh, I think Frontier are more than fully invested in it. Still, we have, we have semi regular contact with um, with Will and the gang every now and then, and there's you know there's certainly no drop in enthusiasm from them at all. I think they're I think the the game is is frankly I know things are difficult at the moment, but honestly, I think this is the most exciting year that Frontiers uh, that sorry that Elite Dangerous has ever had. I do. I genuinely feel that it's the stuff that's coming, um, that we believe is coming, um, and the way the game's going to move forward. I don't. I don't think it's had a more exciting time in its future, with uh, uh, with the possible exception of when it first got announced. And also, you know, um, I used to work at Investor Relations, so I went onto their website the other day and had a bit of a snoop through their Investor Relations presentation. Mm. Going forward, they're actually very positive about 2019. Funnily enough, for this, there's a slight juxtaposition with how the community perhaps feels at the minute. Yeah, from a corporate but it, perspective, but from a corporate perspective, it, it looks really quite <clears throat> rosy and quite promising. Um, yeah. So I think that kind of reiterated perhaps everything you've just said on the sort of positive side. I have to say. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do also think it's a bit of a make or break year. They've got to get this right ultimately, otherwise they're gonna. Um, Annoy the community to uh, a step Stuff too far. Stuff their star product. Yes. I don't think they're going to do that. Growing pain is absolutely the right word, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rainey, I know you, you're super, super excited for base building, and I, 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 you know, I know that that's that's definitely the thing you're excited for in the coming update. Mm. But with the with the base building, I think that leads itself much more towards like, okay, <clears throat> you have this. There's 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 two ways you go with it. It's either simply a vanity item which I don't think will be the case, or this now has to serve a function. And those functions, there's only three functions that I see right off the bat. The first is storage. The second is resource gathering. And the third is production. So either when you have a building, you either put stuff in it, you, you use it like as in it's an automated system where it's like, okay, this is a mining station or something on a planet side. And then you get it ramped up, you get it going. And then over X amount of time, it just starts passively producing product. And then the third is, like I said, the production side of bring all this ore and bring this stuff here and then go get those blueprints. And now you can create with your ore and your, your components and your whatever that you've delivered here, you're, you're creating, you know, resistors or your, you know, some other, you know, high grade polymers or something, and then take that and ship it off somewhere to sell it. Those things all bring all three of those things that I just said, and and please correct me if you you can think of another one that would, would come in there and for sure add it, but all of those would basically lead it going down the sort of route of being more Eve-like as far as, okay, this is going to be more involved with group projects and like things involving the economy and whatnot. What do you foresee uh, coming with, with base building that, that could be, you know, interesting, different aspects of gameplay? <laughs> Did you, are you firing that question at Ree? No. <laughs> fire it, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I'm firing, I, I'm firing all <laughs> questions at, 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 at both of us. Re, Reese really got a look of horror on her face at the moment because like Reese really excited about base building. Let's just 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 be clear on that. I'm just because I, she wants to build a base. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> want to build a base really. I don't, it's a bit like the way I play elite. I'm not really yeah. bothered about oh, what I do with it. Does. No, I want to make it look I, actually, my biggest concern actually with all of this is the 2020 release. They better still leave me be able to do third person camera. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, will. I hope so. I very with, much hope I so. I mean, with regards to functionality of base, I think I think absolutely <laughs> storage needs to be. I, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm desperate for storage. I, absolutely. I want, you know, uh, not just module storage, but you know, just bits and pieces and odds and sods, and you know, I just, it, 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 that's driving me nuts, really. Um, with regards to other functionality, my God, I mean, I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Is the is the answer to that? I don't know what. I know I want one. Uh, but I don't. Uh, my, <laughs> I might be a. This might be my bad player moment. But I want a base that looks amazing. That's oh, that, of course. That's you know. That's my and hopefully Ree's going to do that for me because I'm hopeless with stuff like that. I couldn't even see what the curtains in this room look like. It's got to be there for a purpose. Though. It's gonna be it will be there for a purpose. Yeah, and there will be gameplay to it. But I, 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 I suppose my gut feeling at the moment is that there will be gameplay that we don't yet know about that will be added right. as a result of or will require you to have. Mm-hmm. Um, a base. If nothing else, if for no other reason, um, it's a social space. If that's the only reason it's there, I'm fine with that. I would love that to get to get the rest of our gang together and say, "Hey, everybody, come around my place. We're going to play snooker or something." That would just I, that would be brilliant. So just just the vanity aspect route that 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 has valid. That's absolutely valid as well. Yeah, and I think Rini, um, what you what you may be excited for. If I was Frontier, if I was uh, much smarter than I am and was a developer that was looking to do something cool, what I would want to do is test some of that out on a large scale before uh, everyone complains that things are buggy and this, that, and the other. (laughs) So what I would think to do, being cheeky, would be let's take fleet carriers, right? And let's add an aspect of base building into fleet carriers so that Mm. when the fleet carriers drop, Maybe you have like a basic, uh, you know, big, huge, empty. Like they've already said, we're not going to fly the fleet carrier, yeah, so we're not going to be, we're not going to be, <clears throat> sort of on the bridge, like aiming it and moving it around. Yeah. But there's nothing to say that you couldn't have on fleet carriers uh, a, a set of like, okay, there's uh, we have a, a a set a piece or a what, what do you call it like a, a an art piece of like this is sort of the empty basic level and then you could build it up where it's like okay we have a bar or we have a mm-hmm. crew lounge or whatever and make that modular so that you can add on pieces to your uh, fleet carrier so imagine <clears throat> uh, two months from now you guys finishing up a BP uh, wait, BPM BPMC, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine you guys finish up a BPMC where everyone flies back to the mining carrier, lands, and then you all go to the bar, the crew lounge or whatever, and you're That'd sitting awesome. around, you're sitting around talking about, you know, like, oh man, this was this happened or that happened or whatever. Mm, that's a nice <laughs> idea. Uh, is it really bad to be the dancing Thomas in the room? I just don't think fleet carriers are going to have that level of functionality. Mm. I, I, I wish they would. Um, that'd well, be a nice surprise if, if they did. If, if not, then I think that that uh, if if they're like, hey, we don't have that ready yet because we you sort of need elite fleet feet to make that really really a thing. Yeah, then, then that's fine. Just 
add it on, tack it on to the uh, to the December 2020 uh, oh, update. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I, I do genuinely think it will, it will that you know that kind of thing will get added um, further down the line. I don't think it'll be there out the gate. Um, I know Reese kind of of that opinion as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I think when it when it comes to elite feet, do you think that because one of the things that worry me about getting like elite feet or space legs is like uh, everybody wants, well, I want to be able to walk around my ship. Well, what I'm worried about is like, you you know, you look down, you go to the, the SRV panel, you hit exit ship, and then you just kind of appear outside your ship. Mm. I'm worried that that's what we'll get instead of the ability to actually walk around your ship. Do you, do you think we'll get the ability to walk around like the Anaconda and whatnot? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I believe you wholeheartedly that you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've, have you guys got access to the um, the Elite Dangerous um, art book, the concept art book? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, so you, there, there's a, there's concept art in there that shows commanders floating around inside damaged ships and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I, um, I know what you mean about the instantly teleporting outside your ship thing, Ty, uh, Ty that, that stuff drives me nuts. Hmm. Um, but if you look on every single ship... Um, the, the bridges uh, of every of every ship is very very well fleshed out and also they have uh, entry and exit doors on the outside and they have steps mm-hmm. and things like that and and all those all that I mean something like the the, the cutter is a great example that's got stairs a lovely sweeping staircase that goes up into the nose I don't think you'll be able to get to every single um, nook and cranny in your ship, but I think there'll be a significant portion of the of the interior space that will be fleshed out, and you'll be able to walk around it or float around it. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it was the hauler that actually had a. Uh, at one point, it actually had a separate uh, gangway that you could actually deploy, and I think they nice. took that out somewhere somewhere in the beta. They did that, but you right. know, it's actually the vet that does not have any exterior hatchways <laughs> aside from the cargo hatch and the uh, fighter bay. That makes perfect oh, okay. sense, though. That makes perfect sense that they wouldn't. I wouldn't put a hatch on a vet either. Could, could, when you look at what it is, if I were to design a vet and say, okay, I'm going to deploy troops from it, what I would have, because it needs to be more secure as a large military vessel, uh, that you don't want to worry about being boarded. So if you have a gangway there, that means that you could have people running up it and assaulting your ship. What I would do for a vet would be more like the way they have the uh, landing, I don't want to say landing, but the way they have those, uh, if you remember the movie uh, that they just did, was it First Contact or whatever, the one with Amy Adams and whatever, where I would have Arrival, there you go. For the vet, what I would have would be a big sort of square that was marked off with yellow and black warning Mm. all, all across. You walk onto that square and then you hit the button to deploy and then a straight like elevator levels down from the very middle of it. And right, from yeah. there, those those troops can deploy without – there's no way at that point for anyone outside or anything, whether it's Thargoids or uh, enemy <clears throat> uh, troops, to then get gain access to the ship. Like literally your, your, your jump master or quartermaster for the ship has to deploy and then retract – the pad. So if he looks down and sees anything he doesn't like, it's not coming up into the ship. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, actually, makes yeah, yeah. I don't think you got any worries there, Ty. Honestly, I really don't. I think if if anything, you're going to see that some of the big ships, like like the the uh, uh, the vet, get a, a special sort of troop deployment 
possibility that like I just described that mm-hmm. is going to make is going to make you happy. Like I, I I get why you're frustrated when you want to jump into your SRV or your your SLF and you hit the button and it just throws you in there. But you have to keep in mind that that's because they don't have elite feet right now. Mm-hmm. If they have no, elite I get that. Feet, of course that's going to be you know, it would have to be an option. I, I definitely foresee, you know, the, the process being that it's like, okay, I'm going outside of the ship. <clears throat> you hit the button to stand up or whatever. Now your character stands up out of the chair and now it brings up a different control suite. You walk to the back every, like he's like Burgess said, every cockpit at the back of it has at least one door, even on the small, small ships. Most of the big ones have two. You walk to the back of one of those doors it's going to lead you to a hallway. That hallway is going to lead you to several doorways. And one of those doorways is going to be an elevator or a whatever that then puts you off the ship. And, if it, and hasn't um, Space Legs always been kind of on the road? It's been on the roadmap for a long, long time. So it, wouldn't oh, it? yeah. yeah. Well, so, before it launched, it was so on there. So surely every stage they've had to sort of, it's always been there in the back of their mind mm. and as part of the planning that eventually it has to be accommodated in whatever shape or form. Mm. So if it's been there on the roadmap since day one, then surely what we see now has still had that absolutely plan behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I, I, I just kind of think back to the um, oh, what was it called? There was there was a point where one of David Braben's original things they were talking about how they they designed all the ships with interiors to, from the get go, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know that makes perfect sense. But you know, I I, I know somebody, uh, and I can't say any names, but I know somebody who works in. Uh, uh, he works for uh, Riot, which makes legal, legal, legal Legends and all that. Mm-hmm. And he used to work he used to work for Blizzard. And um, I was talking about him and in this 2020 update and all that. And I was excited about Space Legs and stuff. And he said, you know, I'll just tell you right now, from a developer point of view, the size of those ships, they like if they had three years to make them, they wouldn't have enough time. And by all reports, they've only been working on this thing for 18 months. And it that worries me a little bit. That's that's you know mm-hmm. talking about the like the teleport thing. You know, uh, and don't get me wrong, I love Frontier and I love what they do, but they kind of have a history of doing what I call half measure. Yeah, where they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and th- that's what I mean. Like 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 you know, four people in a wing, and you can't multi crew. That feels half measured to me. And yeah. I worry if they're going to put in space legs and all that that it's going to be a half measure where we can't walk around the ship or something or. Or we'll get it later at some point, you know, five more years down the road or something, and that yeah. that worries me. Um, yeah, I think I think all of it. I mean, knowing knowing you know what what little we do about Frontier and the, just this the experience we've had with them um, since Elite Dangerous launched, that everybody's got a, a degree of anxiety like that. I know I have. As well. mm. <laughs> um, um, at the end of the day, I suppose it, it'll be what it is. But I ju- I know I do know for a fact that they've designed um, the ships. And thought about the interior spaces right from the off, right from the off. It's it's been part of their design process um, to give thought to that interior space and how you would move around through it. So I can't see at this point that they wouldn't include it. Indeed, the the Mamba concept art. I don't know if you saw that from the oh, yeah. um, from a week mm-hmm. ago. Right? So that to me looks like an engineering station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I completely uh, agree. I think not only not <clears throat> only does it look that way, but I think that them putting that there was not in it. They knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a very contrived and very controlled and very (laughs) deliberate look at this. It was like boring boring exterior, (laughs) boring exterior. Oh, what's this? You know, it was, yeah. 
they know what they're doing. And, and see, I've, I've also been on the mindset that if we hadn't got that leak, that I feel like they'd be trickling information out to us because they have a history of doing that anyway. Mm. And, but I think that leak really, really screwed us over as a community, to be honest with you. I don't think it did yeah. us any favors. Quite if possibly, mate, yeah. If the person who was involved in that leak or anyone who knows the person who was involved in that leak was is, is listening to this, please pass on to them. Uh, yeah, don't do that anymore, please. Thanks. Yeah. It yeah, was Rini. I know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> nah. All my undercover secrets come out. One of your honky dogs went in and got it. It's, it, it's definitely not Rini. And you can tell that it, I can prove that it's not Rini because if it was Rini, the entire leak would have been about, look at how this looks. Look at how that looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. completely. Yeah. <laughs> There's even a honky dunk picture on the inside of your <laughs> ship. Wow. <laughs> right on, right on. So so circling back to the idea of, you know, the 2020 paid update, we've obviously we've covered the 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 base building, we've covered the elite feet. What else do you see potentially being on there? He said completely hope, crossing his fingers for some form of more <laughs> More uh, something that brings us closer along the lines of atmospheric landings. Okay, yeah, I got some. I got some very specific thoughts in that direction. I I've, really want them. I've got, yeah, yes, I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, you know, obviously no evidence whatsoever that 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 anything else is is even included in there. However, I, you know, the community for ages has been barking about more stellar phenomena, so things like comets, mm-hmm. for example. I would love to see things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. rogue planets. Just more stellar phenomena in there, just regular stuff that you're used to seeing uh, in the real world kind of thing. Um, and also uh, scooping um, as, a, as a very initial start, scooping from things like gas giants or uh, entering the upper atmospheres of gas giants. Uh, I would not be at all surprised if that, um, if that made an entry. And even the very start of, of atmospheric landings in so much as certain planet types that have got very thin atmospheres and, and no sort of uh, um, indigenous llamas walking around or anything like that. Uh, I, would, I would not be at all surprised if we started seeing stuff like that as well. A lot, of the, a lot of the planets that you land on now have got like a very thin dust layer, some more than others. Mm. Um, I know we often get quite excited when we, when we see a, um, a planet that's got a, um, a sort of... Uh, I don't want to say an atmosphere, but there's there's a that haze surrounding. Yeah, yeah, the yeah there's haze that haze surroundings. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we started to see more of that. And did you notice, by the way, in the 2017 um, announcement they made about fleet carriers, they also mentioned um, ice worlds mm-hmm. and improved about to ice worlds. Right, that went dead quiet as well, and we've heard nothing about it since. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think there was some sort of rethink done around that as like, well, if we're revamping Ice Worlds, why are we not revamping everything else along with it? Because it would they would then sit at odds with the with the existing planisphere, I want to say if that's even a word. Um so that the pantheon of planets that they've got at the moment, they would all look all look kind of similar. They're all variations on a theme. If you suddenly put very different ice worlds in there, that's gonna sit at odds with everything. So I don't know. I think you might see some sort of um, upping of of the of the the quality of the terrain right across the board, um, and as I say, I don't, I wouldn't be at all surprised if if you started to see the introduction of very thin atmospheres as well. Mm. And lava yeah. worlds, please, lava worlds, lava worlds, lava worlds. I want lava worlds. Yes, 
I, Did I, I mention I, Lava Worlds? I, I, uh, okay, enough already. I gotta, ask you <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop your nonsense to ask you a question, Com- <laughs> Commander Burt. Can you tell us your thoughts on Lava Worlds? <laughs> Mustafa is what I want. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm super excited for all of that. I'm super excited for the different gameplay aspects that you could put in there with. Uh, scoop of oil, bad gas giants. It, it occurs to me that we don't know yet the uh, the manner in which we're going to obtain fuel for our uh, capital ships no, and and, and uh, gas giants. I think would be an awesome way to do that. As as would uh, having something mined from those asteroid belts that's currently just see no love and have no use really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've no reason to believe that this is a thing, but can you imagine jumping your carrier into the upper atmosphere of a gas giant? That would be great, man. Opening the fuel scoops, sucking in a load of stuff from around and then jumping out again. Wouldn't that be amazing? But I don't think for one moment that's going to happen. Or or just jumping in and scooping it from your ship and then taking it back. See, like, here's another thing. People have assumed, based on the fact that the Gnosis jumps wherever that that the fleet carriers will be able to do this and i don't think that that's a valid assumption because i mean i'm not saying that it couldn't happen but i will point out that the gnosis has a flight plan on the canon discord that is set up months in advance that they have to uh, notify frontier about and then they give specific coordinates of where they would like and then frontier has to figure mm. out a way to make it happen and they mm. they actually they have a bespoke sort of targeting system or what have you for the Gnosis. We're we're not going to have that. So there's nothing to say that fleet carriers uh, are necessarily going to be able to go to any particular planet. It might be that fleet carriers jump to the uh, Nadir jump point or the, what's, there's there's two terms, the the Nadir and the... Oh, Lagrange points. it, It may be that they jump to a jump, a point that's basically sort of very close to the star and then right. they stay there, and then from there you deploy your ship and go wherever you would like in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, but you know, it, it, if that's the case, then yeah, maybe you just go out in your ship in a with a new module and then go out there. Or, God forbid, this could be awesome. But uh, what if you had a special mining SLF that had a tether on it, and you had to fly your, uh, let's say, you flew a cutter or a Type Nine into a very, very, very low orbit that was like right on the uh, outer uh, uh, atmosphere uh, mm. of the of the the gas giant, mm. and then you deployed an, a special SLF that had a huge tether, and the SLF just had a scoop. That's all it had. It scoops and it's funneling stuff up through that tether back to your ship, and then there's some sort of uh, engaging gameplay where you have to like move around and you're dodging areas that are more or less like pressure filled so that you, you know, your ship doesn't get crushed or whatever, but you're trying yeah. to, you know, so, some interactive mini game there that could turn it into something cool. I almost yeah. certainly think you'll see some sort of mini game. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't, I, do you know what? I hadn't actually considered that refueling your carrier might come from um, gas giants, but that is entirely possible. Yeah. Or, or like I said, or some special thing that you do in the asteroid belts. Those would be those would be yeah. two cool cool ways to do it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What sort of 
quality of life upgrades do you guys want? Uh, either oh, out of the, maps. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I want to. Okay, so r- r- straight off the top of my head, I want to. I, I want to organize the the bookmarks on the on the galactic map. That just drives me bananas. I want I want folders, and I want to be able to. I don't know what you guys do with your with your bookmarks on the galactic <laughs> map at the moment, but I I have to put A's and stars and things like that in the front mm-hmm. of them to kind of keep them top, and I want to be able to organize that. Um, I I don't think for one moment this is coming, but I'd like to be able to um, manage my squad um, from a web interface. That would be really nice, just so that you know, if if it's kind of um, half nine in the evening and I'm watching a bit of telly on the sofa, I, yeah, I want, and someone nice. wants to join the squadron or whatever, or don't come back upstairs and turn your game on. Actually, you you to do it from in game. Yeah. I'd love to be able to do that kind of thing um, just I'd, from a simple web interface. I'd be happy if you can multi-create a wing. I'll stop my moaning if that happens. Yeah, that as well. I mean, <laughs> multi-crew and wing and uh, need to be all homogenized and part of the same system. They're very clearly different systems at the moment. And, and could you, you get know, your SRV out if you're your a multi-crew? Yeah, that, that's, would be, that would be nice. That's an easy question for us, that one, isn't it, honestly? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that stuff, really <laughs> sort that out. I'll give you another one for free, Rini. How about this? <laughs> they, we, we, we can buy for arcs, we can buy paint jobs to do cool stuff with the outside of our ship. Yeah. And, and we can buy for arcs uh, cool little bobbleheads to put on our dashboard. <clears throat> but we spend all of our time inside of our cockpit. Why can we not buy for arcs different uh, like paint schemes or color oh, schemes wow. or, or different kind of custom out uh, like uh, custom sort of design cockpit internal stuff that would be you know like hey it costs this much arcs or whatever but I all the time am looking from the inside of my cockpit if I could get the inside of my uh, say like let's say for some reason I'm <clears throat> just huge imperial fanboy and mm-hmm. I want the inside of my core dynamic ship to have more of like a theme that looks a little more like a clipper or a courier or something yeah <clears throat> that's a way where it's just like hey FDev shut up and take my money. Here's free, here's free money. Have some. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They need to start thinking more like that. They really, really do. And and the other the other one that I suggest this this all comes back to a letter that I see, uh, wrote into Ty, which is why I'm actually on this show to begin with. Uh, a list of suggestions. Uh, and the, the thing is, I think they should put. It's super easy if they were to put a uh, <clears throat> say a. On the 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 their website on the Arc Store or whatever, put a very very simple version of like a MS Paint or whatever on there that has the plugs for all the different ship types, and you can say, okay, I want to to make a custom paint job, right? Mm-hmm. You you take the time, you put it in there, and then the community votes on which ones they like or whatever, and <clears throat> if you want a custom paint job so if you were to have like a burr pit design contest on your discord everyone like puts what they think could be like their design for the burr pit paint job then uh you you know you get together you say okay we vote this up you submit it to frontier they look over it 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 literally could be something that somebody it it would definitely take an hour a day or something for someone to look over it just to make sure you don't have a a penis or a you know or i mean yeah no 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 penis and 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 no like you know swastikas or anything but then <clears throat> say like okay yes you can have that paint job and the paint job uh it's going to cost you 
you know, uh, I don't know, whatever, make it double the norm. It's going to cost you 5,000 arcs. Sure. People people would gladly, if they could fly the Burr Pit colors or if they could Absolutely. fly the Loose Screws podcast or the Lave or the, you know, Down to Earth Astronomy symbol, if people could put their ownership of that, they would <clears throat> gladly pay good money to FDEV to be able yeah. to do that. And then also FDEV could run a thing where it's like, hey, here's the contest of the ones that have been submitted this month. And whoever, like... You know, hey, the top five people out there who like they they have a cool design. Maybe it's not Burr Pit or Loose Screws. Maybe it's just like a cool star design or a cool whatever. Mm. And people people could vote on it. And it's like, hey, you're the winning guy. Here's ten thousand arcs. Knock yourself out. It's free money. It doesn't cost us anything. But you throw that out there in their in their every week the little email they send you out that says like here's these new paint jobs. If every week they included one from the community and yeah. someone did like a really cool something that looks like a moon or something that looks like a thargoid or something that looks like a uh, Ashling Duvall or what like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would in- create a ton of engagement of people yes. saying, "Oh, I, I got to get that one this week. It's only around this week." And yeah. then and and here have some of my money. I think you could, I think you could you could do that a lot simpler get the same get the same effect and just allow people to upload or create their own uh, decal to put on the side of the ship. I was going to say I mean yeah. surely having sure. your own your faction decal or your your PMF decal I mean you should be able to yeah. have the that. only Again, the only thing is, is that does require them to take time to make sure it's not a swastika or a penis. True. Sure. Sure. True. Some sort of a swastika process. penis. Yeah. A swastika penis. Yeah. Best of well, yeah. Okay, wait a second. A swastika <laughs> made out of penises. There you oh go. my God. There you go. Uh, I'm really up think... your game there, Kai. You're really bringing it. Well done, buddy. I, I, think, I think that perfectly sums up my feelings on Trump. Uh, <laughs> you, you must Damn. be so proud of him. Damn. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, in fairness, and just in case anybody's listening to this and you're a snowflake that gets triggered because you're a right wing snowflake or a left wing snowflake, I hate all of our politicians on both sides. So <laughs> equally, it's, yeah. it's completely all equal. Useless. They're all They're rubbish. All <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't well, they have um, a thing outside? Sorry, I was going to say, wasn't there a thing? I remember the back of my mind somewhere that they had an out, outside of the game. Um, people used to submit paint job ideas they have had competitions before to submit okay. jobs, and also they had the uh, the design and advert thing on the outside of the uh, outside and, and interior of space stations. Why don't they do that yeah. anymore? So a lot of those were were designed by the community. Yeah, which have got the bucket manpower overhead internally to yeah. sort what they've done I, to make sure they're correct. Honestly, though, if they just did that MS Paint idea and, like you said, just had like, yeah. okay, I'm going to submit this, and I'm willing to pay triple the amount of a normal yeah. paint job. It's it, literally the job pays for itself. You. Print yes. money, you, yeah. you're just printing money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just say this: they have a store on their website where you can design your own hoodie. And why we can't yeah. design our own paint job is beyond me. But the thing, yeah. That, yeah. the thing that rubs me the wrong way the most is why do I pay so much money for the outside of my ship that I barely see, and I cannot mm-hmm. paint the inside of the damn thing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or, missed and just personalize it. I mean, you yeah, just want to be able missed to, opportunity. You know, and people always, always on any game will always pay good money to personalize stuff, to customize stuff. That's yeah. exactly one of the basic fundamentals that oh. gamers do. Oh, okay. you know what about this? Come Go on. Ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> what what about uh you just render a little like a little three D model or whatever and then you say, Okay, here for X amount of dollars you could have a, a burr pit uh a burr pit bobblehead. Oh please. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. 
<laughs> and, and I'll tell you something else too. Like, you know, we talk about interiors. Um, yeah, you can change the color of your uh, HUD, but it changes the color of everything on your HUD. So it you changes have, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to kind of get used to, you know, the the way that everything's kind of like like for instance, like the red the red enemy squares all of a sudden become you know. Um, well, like they become, uh, what's it called? Uh, da, 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 uh, like purple or something. Like they actually mm. change color with it. It mm -hmm. drives me insane. I, why can't we just edit certain elements of the, of yeah. the HUD? Or, you know what? I'll pay $20 for a yeah. freaking, you know, different, like give me a black HUD or something. Or not black yeah. HUD, that doesn't make any sense. But you, you guys see what yeah. I'm No. Yeah. yeah. No, but for sure, who's to say, like for there are colorblind people, who's to say that people wouldn't say like, hey, I want... Uh, triangle to be uh, the gun points are deployed or whatever, and I want uh, it, it turns into an X if it's mm -hmm. a marked target or a one. Like if if I'm out there with the squad and I'm saying we're killing this <clears throat> one two three, I should be able to mark them and it should show up as like one two three on the on the little you know on the little uh, HUD thing on the little uh, radar mm -hmm. screen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Yeah, man. Like that, the idea of having customization for all of the 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 things on the HUD and things in the in the cockpit. These are and and the, like I said, with the paint jobs, all of these different things. We've come up with. There's so many things that the community has come up with where it's like, hey, FDev, if you, if, mm. I swear yeah. to God, if you put a guy or two or a gal or two on on this job or that job, the the revenue that you will earn mm. will will by a order of magnitude be you know more than compensate what you're it's, putting out for this it's really really simple as well like like the bpmc didn't they do you remember this the other night was it i think was it universally said it or rod Norris said it the, the bpmc guys really want to be able to color their limpets yeah right simple. it's a really, oh, man. It's a really simple thing yeah. it's such a simple thing you know they could i'm sure someone at fdev could do that in an afternoon you know but then yeah. they'd be able to because you, you know you've seen what that video is like especially it's, when you're mass mining there's what I don't know, a hundred yeah. limpets all yeah. moving all at the same time. And yeah. just to be able to see what ones are yours and where they're going and what they're doing, you know, that would just be funny and useful. Do you so. think there's any chance, because if, the, if they're plowing every single resource they've got at the moment and every single member of staff into the 2020 update and fleet carriers, that's going to happen. That's going to be done. Surely that's going to free up an awful lot of significant man hours. Mm. Um, maybe they might come back to the less serious store. stuff, the store, the, the more cosmetic well, to, right? stuff. That's their, that's their business model going forward, surely. So they've got to. Mm. You know, yeah. obviously, uh, obviously uh, 2020 is a paid expansion, but then after that, you've got to carry on funding the game. And mm. I'm, I'm a very big believer that after the 2020 update, we're going to start seeing their entire pay model change from what it is to where they're going to lean more on that store. I, I, I don't know what their revenue income is on that store, is, but it's got to be decent. Well, the one it's thing good, that, mate. Yeah, I bet it's really good. I think it's quite significant, isn't mm -hmm. it? On the so the one thing that people aren't keeping in mind when we talk about like, well, after the 20 paid update, you know, that's going to free up a lot of this, that, and the other. Like, yeah, limpets, I, uh, for sure, it's a no-brainer I would love to see. Cockpit, for sure, it's a no-brainer I'd love to see. But what I can guarantee you you're going to see right up front in the mm. first six months or so is everyone that's not nailed down 
generating new different outfits and stuff yes. because when you when you have players yeah. that can now run around oh, yeah. they, they want snazzy outfits i want something that looks like a battlestar galactica outfit or i want something yeah. that looks has more of a han solo vibe or whatever yeah, absolutely <clears throat> obviously there's there's going to be copyright concerns that they can't directly copy stuff but you're going to see all kinds of you're going to i think you're going to see thousands and thousands of different jackets and boots and mm. helmet combinations and and oh, power power yeah. armor mm. and all, all kinds of stuff Gun like skins uh, and everything yeah yeah does, do you, if you remember the old rpg rift the pen and paper rpg rift uh, i would love to see like okay some sort of like a glitter boy like a mini power armor or from battletech where you had the clans they would come in uh when they when the clans came back to reinvade the inner sphere, they had the those um, I forget those little armor outfits that they had, but it it even exists in the mm. EDR in the EDRPG. They have power armor. Oh right, okay. Yeah, have, you, yeah. you got, have you guys played that? Sorry, just to get you off off piece for a moment. Have you played the EDRPG at all? I have no Not one to yet. play I've, with, but I've looked mm. at all the stuff and lusted after it. Okay, yeah, kind of give you an idea. I've actually been kicking around starting up a separate podcast where we get together and just play the EDRPG, but I haven't okay. haven't got a haven't got everything together yet. So. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's yeah, good that's idea. a really good idea. And if anybody listening is like, I would love to hear the EDRPG played. Spider for sure, game. <clears throat> for, for sure, get a hold of Ty when he gets that start spun up. But if you want your fix right now, check out Guard Frequency, because every week's episode, they have a snippet of an EDRPG session. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. They have for, for quite a long time. So every week when I listen to their show, so what they do is I think they record like a two or three hour session play it and then they take out and cut out like five minute snippets and they just throw that in in the middle of the show yeah, wow yeah. okay that's a really good mm-hmm. idea yeah cool <clears throat> okay so uh we've we've covered a lot of the stuff with with regard to uh uh the 2020 paid update and what what you're looking forward to um we've covered um is there anything else, by the way, on that 2020 update? I know you said about the gas giants. I, I, me personally, I cannot wait for them to get moving along that line of like more atmospheric landing, more stuff. You have Planet Zoo, which procedurally generates planets and, uh, or not planets, but like landscapes. Mm. You, you have, uh, they, they also pr- procedurally generate flora and fauna. I know that it would be, I'm not in any way saying like, well, it's easy, flip a switch. But like, <laughs> it, it, it's going to require it's going to require a massive amount of like, <coughs> like uh, storage and 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 computing power and whatnot. But in theory, you could use everything they've developed with Planet Zoo and Planet uh, um, uh, Jurassic dinosaurs. World. Yeah, Planet yep. dinosaurs. You could you could use those. To create a, you know, run that through the procedural generation engine with Stellar Forge, and you could turn quite a few uh, planets that, you know, the the ones that are Earth-like worlds, um, you know, for sure the ones that are out there that are not like, you know, Earth and Lave and whatever. That's different. Mm. You're gonna yeah. have to create some cities and stuff. But the other ones. <clears throat> The ones that are out there when you're out exploring and you find a brand new Earth-like world, there is no reason at all that they could not, 
you know, run that through and, and, and create a situation where you are landing on a planet and there, are, you know, uh, even I get, okay, animals maybe take that for later, but just, just plant life and, and streams and rivers and canyons and valleys and oceans and whatever. Uh, I would love to see that. And I would love to see something with water worlds. I would love to see an SLF that you deploy that is actually, you know, has sort of like a submarine capability. And now you're out there and, mm. and, and gathering resources, minerals and stuff from, from at the bottom of a Marianas trench on some world, you know, 8,000 light years away from, from earth. I mean, I've got, I've got absolutely no doubt whatsoever that Frontier, if they put their mind to it, and I'm sure there are probably projects internally that are doing this right now. I, I'm absolutely positive that if they put their mind to it right now, they could do that tomorrow, right? They, that they're completely capable of that. Braben, if if nobody, if nobody else in that company can do it, Braben is a very clever man, a very clever man. Um, sure. But what? You know, uh, um, an operation like Hello Games that is much, 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 much smaller has already done all that. The problem comes not so much in doing that, but not making it look stupid. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you when you procedurally generate um, particularly um, animals, you've got to have them look believable, which obviously you know means creating rule sets and mm-hmm. um, and 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 then getting enough variation in that rule set to. To, to get differentiation across the different planets that, that they're completely capable of doing that but doing that and and then not having it look dumb as hell is the um is the i believe is is the real challenge personally but so. there's no reason why the 2020 update couldn't actually be space legs plus the atmospheric landings take out things like animals and all the complicated stuff like that um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thargoids uh, come in and wipe out <coughs> soul which solves that problem so you get rid of the you know the actual yeah. earth earth there's no um, reason why it couldn't be that. I don't. I, I. I. My gut feeling is that they probably wouldn't do that. I don't think they'd have all these, uh, all these Earth-like worlds that you could visit, and then, and then five years from now, all of a sudden, all those Earth-like worlds have suddenly got animals. I. Do, I just don't think they. You know, just my gut. I don't think they do that. But. Um, well, if they were, yeah, to give but yeah us, they could if they wanted to. Yeah. If they were to start off with, even if it's a process where it's like, okay, so. The, the, another quote that that was taken from this one from an investor meeting where David Braben made the quote that um, the this update will see a quote significant refresh of the underlying uh, mm. software engine mm. so to me what I'm seeing is or what I'm hoping for is that they clear up a lot of the spaghetti code and put it sort of right in a position where you're going to get some new stuff with the 2020 paid update, but even more exciting, <laughs> you're going to have them cleaned up and ready to go forward in a, in a better position to put out stuff that's not, they're not having to fight every step of iterative code. Yeah. 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 It's got to be. Make, make getting stuff into the engine much quicker. Yeah. As well. And, and yeah, I think I, I definitely think that's got to be part of the 2020 project. Yeah. I, yeah. They'd be mad not to do that. So, you know, what I think we're going to end up seeing as a result of this is not only some new sexy, splashy shit in December and January and February that it's like, okay, that happened, Mm -hmm. but also 
six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, still payoffs from the back end that you don't see, but that help them to, okay, phase one is going to be gas giants. Phase two is going to be water worlds. Phase three is going to be earth-like worlds. Mm -hmm. Phase four is going to be terraformable worlds. If you start a process of, you know, saying, okay, this is a terraformable world and we have a player faction and they're moving out there and we've now built X number of units of these buildings of this type. Like mm-hmm. here's a type that's a, a, a atmospheric scrubber type installation and mm-hmm. here's an installation that is for this and here's an installation that is for oh that. My God. Who, who's Gosh. to say you couldn't see a, 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 a sort of gradual process of, you know, watching a world get terraformed, which yeah. my, NAS- my NASA boner is just off the charts at that point. That would just be brilliant, wouldn't it? Oh my God, if you had a terraformable world in your in your player minor faction Gosh. and you shot a, an atmospheric processor on it and then started to started to scrub it, as you say, that'd be brilliant. I have seen that film, by the way, and it didn't end well. So, you know. Well, this could be the moment. This could be the moment that Planet Burr is is uh, conceived. <laughs> We've got all our baboons to worry about. That could be yeah. fun. Yeah. to house all them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. True. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, man. You know, there's got to be a long. There has to be a long, long term roadmap. I mean, you know, because of the leak, every <clears throat> we're just so focused on 2020, but. You know, oh, fly on the wall. They're long term, next 10, 15, you know, years. Is who can tell what there's no reason why it wouldn't be everything that you've just said. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would absolutely, absolutely love that. I, okay, so we've talked about all of those. Now let's talk about timelines. We, I, let's hear your guesses. I'm sure you guys have already heard my guesses, but um, mm. just to, as a real brief sum up, I'm thinking. Literally next Thursday, we get the teaser saying like, hey, we will be announcing. I think what we're going to what I would love to see is the teaser next Thursday and the teaser say that uh, here's what's happening in March. There's going to be a second round of bug fixes. So we're going to see some more of that on April 11th at uh, the ECM. We're going to drop the uh, uh, actual full trailer with all of the details on uh, fleet carriers and fleet carriers will be landing in early to mid June. Then at LaveCon, July, what, 4th and 5th and 6th. That's right. Yeah. And on July um, for LaveCon, I would love a teaser trailer just a brief teaser of the 2020 paid update and then have them pull, you know, you and, and some of the community big wigs aside <laughs> the same way that they did the same way that what they did with uh, the, uh, the mining thing with the core core asteroids yeah. to give you guys a little sneak peek and have you sign NDAs and get feedback. And then the full real trailer on the 2020 update with all kinds of details launch it at uh gdc or is it not gdc it's gamescon gamescon that they that's the that's where they like to that's where they seem to really like to drop their flagship shit yeah and and then and then and then the 2020 paid update dropping in december so that's my sort of prediction for like the roadmap of whatever let's hear your guys sounds like a perfect roadmap we've had a very we've had a very similar conversation uh in this house that basically went along those lines uh i don't think you don't think it's next thursday though do you you're a bit skeptical about i'm a bit yeah i'm I'm a bit skeptical about 
about us getting any any seriously big details next Thursday might happen, but um, I, I I don't know why. But I just I, my gut is telling me that we probably won't hear anything terribly massive. So on what do you Thursday. think? It's going to drip through March. We're going to get. I think it'll probably be if it's March. It'll be the end of March. I think personally. So, so here's what I was thinking. I was I was literally thinking though that <clears> in, in in March they're going to. I think they're going to do in March another round of bug fixes. So in which yeah. case. That would probably so Monday's live stream <laughs> that they canceled is completely understandable. They were just coming off of working for twenty four hours Absolutely. plus mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But Thursday's live stream that they canceled, I get that. Like everyone in England has the flu right now, but I don't think that's <laughs> what it was. I think they literally they were like, "We're not doing one because we're prepping for the big, we're prepping for the big big one next week." Mm. That's maybe just my hopeful thinking. <laughs> I think uh, I suppose it, I suppose it's quite telling that that for the the coming Thursday live stream they haven't said that it won't be something no right yeah. what they you know so if they do announce anything on on Thursday I think it'll uh, I think you were you were bang on when you started mentioning you know um, more bug fixes and 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 beaters I think we're due another one of those mm. more uh, sooner than anything else really. Um, my gut and my gut feeling is that um is that towards the end of march uh, we might start hearing the very first hints of carrier details again i don't think there'll be a massive massive reveal but there might be something um it would be nice to think that the ecm guys got some kind of um got some kind of reveal at their venue which we're yeah. going to by the way um and then i, th- I definitely think that <laughs> Thing at LaveCon, yeah. What, they always do at LaveCon. Yeah, they always do something at LaveCon. We'll be and something. we're going to that as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're gonna have a bunch of people there. I love the Hutton Trucker. So if if anything yeah. anything that can happen that 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 breaks nice for the Hutton Truckers just puts a smile on my face. But I tell you absolutely. what, we're, we're we're really really excited about meeting Pete Wotherspoon. We can't yes, wait to meet <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you, man. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> we go around <laughs> hugging everyone, yeah, shouting across the room when we see. Orangey fiddle. <laughs> I, I love I love Galnet News Digest. That's yeah. it's amazing. Oh, he roasted the shit out of me a couple weeks ago. And it was so good. It was so good. I love it. I love it. He was so good with you. He was really good. It was oh. such a good interview. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we should sort of mention it mention it briefly that the the whole thing because you know let's 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 just jump into it and get it over with quick. Uh, the whole the whole gal not situation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I tell you what, I really, I liked the way. Um, so when they had the big Galnet revamp, where they took all the, for want of a better expression, the fluff stories out or the the off camera stuff, um, I I didn't mind that stuff at all. I I liked it, but I did find it frustrating that none of it was in game at all. Um, so when they announced the revamp, and 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 it turns out that that all the Galnet stuff was then going to be in-game. You would be able to go and see it, or there would be an actual quantifiable effect of, of what you were seeing on Galnet. So when it went that way, I was really happy. I have to say, I was, I was one of the yay-sayers. Um, uh, but now that it's, I understand why it's gone away now, um, and, and it's, not, it's not by design, it's, it's by um, whatever the internal shenanigans are that Frontier has, has unfortunately had to wrestle with, particularly in the last six months. It's obviously connected to that, and it wasn't on their plan. 
Um, it is a dreadful, dreadful, appalling shame, though. It really is. It's such a shame that there's now nothing on it at all. I, mm. it, I, I, but don't get me wrong, I absolutely feel that it will be back at some point. And when it does come back, I think it will be a lot more relevant than it has been in the past. Mm. Um, and if we're right that they're cleaning up their their pipeline for getting stuff into the game uh, from sort of 2020 onwards, I think at that point you will really start to see Galnet shine. I'm, I hope anyway, fingers crossed. Um, I think that if, if they're cleaning up their pipeline and making it easier to put new content, even little things into the game, uh, which we all hope they are, um, I think Galnet at that point will then be amazing. For sure. I, I, would love to see. I do miss Galnet though. I really yeah. miss it. I would love to see, you know, you mentioned going back to in your, your history with Elite that you played uh, the, what is it, Frontier 2. Yeah, um, yeah. If you remember in that, you had the five in-game newspapers. You had yes. the Federal Times, the Imperial Courier, the yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, cool. I would love to see an expansion of of the story stuff to <laughs> include even some stuff that that is like hey like I think that would be amazing if they if if you had something like that where it's like hey here's stuff with a, a an alliance sort of spin or an imperial mm. spin or a federation mm. spin and then you could have then your your cuz they had in that they had a rag they had a like a a, a a almost like the sunday sport or the the whatever where it's like just wow. <laughs> like and in something like that you could put in player generated stuff a little easier with the understanding of people would just look at it and go like eh, i don't follow that you know trash i i whatever and that way if something was put in that that people were they wanted to distance themselves from a little bit of like well we don't particularly yeah. mm-hmm. whatever it's like hey it's 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 out there it's in the tabloids it's you know yeah just be oh i don't read that stuff yeah that'd be great i don't yeah. think it's relative relative in in that depth at all but one of the very last things Paige said when she was talking about i mean she was talking about some sort of screenshots and videography was about having a journalist role being put mm. into the game i'd love to see that and then if that mm. played into Galnet somehow how, um, oh, that'd be yeah, great. That'd be mm. really cool. I'd like yeah. that. That'd be well, and, my... and you do have people, like I'll bring up as an example, on the forums, they have moderators. They have unpaid mm. volunteers. So they yeah. have people that they do trust to sort of speak with their voice to Absolutely. a certain extent. And I'm sure that that has to be looked at and, and reviewed as well. And I understand that there's a process there. So there's probably an employee in the community management team whose whose job it is to sort of review what the moderators are saying. Uh, but <clears throat> you, It's not a huge you, amount of manpower, though, is it? I mean, it's, it's absolutely yeah. doable, surely. You could, you could take, you know, your trusted moderators or whatnot, and you could sort of implement a similar system with regard to this to where if you have Souverine, if you have, you know, Souverine, Rini, Orange, uh, uh, Phoenix, mm. um, you know, Watherspoon, and Watherspoon puts out, you know, <laughs> he puts out tabloid trashy <laughs> stories by design that they're funny, <laughs> but he is... He is a very intelligent, articulate, and respectful grown-up person who, if he were to submit uh, something to them to put in-game, I am positive, would be done in a proper manner. So, Suvarine, like I said, you guys, if you were to take some of those submissions from trusted sources within the community, there's no reason that Hutton Truckers... 
Operation Ida, mm. uh, the Haxcom or <clears throat> AXI. AXI, there's, yeah. There's mm. there's no reasons why these groups could not put out press conferences for stuff where it's like, hey, we're doing a special. That mm. Papa Klops, they did a, a class uh, last week. Uh, Hacks did of uh, Papa Klops, where it was mm. last Wednesday night uh, at like nine o'clock, uh, um, or. Uh, my time, Eastern Standard Time, mm. where they taught people the intricacies of anti-Xeno warfare. There's mm. no reason why a group like that or uh, Alec Turner for the Bucky Ballers yeah, sure. or, or, you know, Operation Ida guys, why they could not have genuine, you know, kind of something very easy to look over to say, hey, here's an event, here's the details, here, here's how it works, come join in. Mm. Uh, Exegius, every every Monday night in America, every Wednesday night in European time zones, does Sidewinder Slaughter, which is an event designed to take new players at PvP, put them in a stock Sidewinder, and go out there and see some of how PvP battle works. And you get blown up, it costs you zero. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's just a fun, interesting thing you can do. And these are all things that Frontier should absolutely be making use out of to engage their customers, to make more, you know, because the more hours we play, the more arcs we buy. That's just For a, sure. a no-brainer. <clears throat> Surely that is the positive thing that came out of your open letter at the end of the day. You know, they 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 certainly received that positively. They can't be seen i suppose publicly to be swayed particularly <coughs> oh, on, sure. on the instance by something but i think they've definitely taken you know you can't tell me they haven't taken that they definitely heard yeah. they definitely, definitely definitely heard it was a really good thing that got back to them through that letter well not only not only did they can they not be quote unquote seen to be swayed by yeah. something like this but they they shouldn't really even be swayed by something like this from the standpoint of as as burt so so rightly pointed out they have a budget. They have a plan. They have to execute that. Mm. The idea, the idea of my letter wasn't to get them to change what they're doing today. The idea of my letter was to get them to change how they allocate the budget in the future, yes. so that yeah. they yeah. keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah, and, yeah. absolutely. And, and also, the other idea, which uh, I, I'm, I'm retired from the forums now, so I'm just going to say this: like, I get so turned off by all of the negativity and the the hostility in the forums. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, so after my letter came out and got like a lot of positive attention or whatever, uh, I saw this week, this, this last week, there was another group uh, that put out a letter that was sort of similar to those lines. It was the disaster recovery group. Right. And they're like, hey, they didn't they didn't come at it with, you know, this sucks and that's they came at it with saying like, hey, we love your game. Super awesome. Here's mm. what we focus on. And here's some things we would like you to maybe look at. Here's how you can make uh, rescues from burning stations sort of more dynamic within the game. But it, it had the same tone. And I, mm. I I have nothing against people who want to express themselves. And I have nothing against people who are upset with the September um, sort of release of information, but I, I, I found that that petition that went around, it started, yeah. it started by the pilot and, and down to earth astronomy was in it. And it started as an actually very positive, like, Hey, we have constructive criticism. We love your game. We want to express how we feel. And that, thing got hijacked and it got very dark and it got it very got dark. really really dark yeah, but <laughs> and, 
and it got it got very 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 sort of uh, just unproductive. I feel yeah, and, and well, I definitely the word. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what irritates me the most about that is that, like, as someone who signed it, uh, and my voice doesn't carry a lot of weight in this community, but uh, it irritated me that the version I saw was not the version I signed. Or the, uh, let me rephrase it: yeah. the version that was released was not the version I signed, uh, and that that irritates good. the shit out of me. And yeah. So if, if you were to spirit take- of it was, but the actual letter was not, and that's mm-hmm. like the core stuff, the stuff that we want to see changed. That's definitely still there, but the the way it was written, like you guys are, you know, <laughs> assholes. Well, that's I, yeah. I don't think for one second anybody F, F, F to F is an asshole. I mean, there's probably some because everybody is at some point. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, that, like, I don't think anybody up there is trying to make something that's bad because they're trying to make something that's going to make them money because that's that's their business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they seem so. they seem genuinely. Um, I don't know if the words please, but I mean they seem genuinely open to getting the the constructive criticism back. They they. Yeah, they've asked quite a few multiple times on live streams recently that you know they're happy to receive that and do take it on board and uh, are happy for people to put it in, but it's got to be done right. Yeah, definitely. I think I think all all you you managed to do, um, Kai, basically was was word very well. Certainly, what what you felt and what you think a lot of other people were probably feeling anyway, but you put it in a constructive, respectful manner, posted it on a public forum, which is exactly the right way to get feedback to Frontier mm. and then a load of people jumped on and went yeah I agree with that guy mm. and that's that's all that happened and and then A your argument was very respectfully constructed so they're going to read it rather than go well they're effing and blinding at me so why should I bother reading the rest of it so you know for a start they 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 read it through took on board what you said and then they would have seen everybody else underneath going yep yeah, I agree with him but here's my slant on it and here's mm-hmm. my slant on it and mm-hmm. you know for the most part I think the thread was, was went very well generally speaking certainly in the early stages and um and that was it that you know that's the way because you are ultimately you are dealing with a massive corporate entity um they deal in toys but they are a massive corporate entity at the end of the day and so they've taken you f- the the feedback that you and the rest of the community have given them that will absolutely get fed up the chain some of it they can do something with some of it they won't be able to do anything with because corporate reasons um, and eventually, I think you know it'll fi- it'll filter through to the game. It, it it won't happen tomorrow, and it might not happen for a year, year and a half, or whatever. But I think mm. you know this stuff does get listened to, and it does get taken on board. They can't always act on it, but it does it does get it does get heard. I think. So when do we get Gannett sure. back? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, when's yeah. it come back? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the mindset that we don't get Gannett back. Because I think they have something bigger planned for 2020. I think they pulled oh. Galnet and they're like, "All right, well, we're not going to give you Galnet because we're working on this, and this is going to be bigger and better than, oh. than Galnet." Okay. I don't know that's what that is. Like, my ideally, my thought was like some sort of structured, story-driven missions, which I kind of have mixed feelings about. Um, and they kind of rumored about not too long ago, uh, a couple of years yeah. ago, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't I, know. Like, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm exactly the same with you with that. Really, I can't. I, I'm not. I'm not anti that, but I'm not horrendously pro it either. I, I love the fact that the elite is so open ended and so go and do whatever the hell you want 
Mm-hmm. It's, it is literally the whole, you know, every aspect of the game is one massive sandbox, isn't it? You know, it doesn't pull you uh, by the nose at all through any of it. And I really like that about it. If you were mm. to put in structured, scripted, strict, uh, strictly scripted missions, it would start getting away from that and become <laughs> possibly in danger of becoming something that it isn't. But it, it depends how it's handled at the end of the day. Yeah, you have to be very, very careful <coughs> when you add the story type missions uh, because. If you do it, you have to put a massive amount of resources into it so that it mm. feels varied, so that you can have a, a, a really in-depth story, but that it's one of a, like a choose-your-own-adventure book with a million possible outcomes. Yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't want it to be a situation where you have 5,000 different triggers that will catch you and then funnel you into one yeah. of like three hallways because yeah, then yeah. everyone has the same experience and it's completely cheapened. Yeah, yeah completely. Not the game. Absolutely. Not yeah. what this game is. Well, you know, um, I think the closest we've ever had to something like that in the game right now is the the Ramtaw missions. Um, yeah. And they were done pretty well. And if they were to do those kind of the same way and expand on them and give us some, like some, uh, like some uh, cut scenes and stuff kind of mixed in there, I'd be mm-hmm. all over that. I'd be, I'd love that. That could be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. I suppose it depends on how the cutscenes are delivered as well. At the end of the day, would it? And I don't, I don't have an answer to this. But if anything that kind of took me out of the game showed me something happening, would would take me out of the game. But if it, I don't know, if it threw it up on a monitor in my cockpit, that might be fun, like news footage yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, something else too. I think would be pretty cool is if we had uh, like a Galnet and actual. Not just an audio feed, but some sort of like visual feed uh, on a monitor somewhere. I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm, that'd be lovely. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Also, so, VR. If I could get Netflix mounted up on a monitor too, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, do you want fries with that? Or you? <laughs> well, hey, if we're asking for things. Yeah, plenty of people do that though, don't they? There is, isn't there some mod you can use that you can? Yes. Yeah. There is, yeah isn't I, there? Actually, I actually got yeah. some that does that for me, but it, it looks like it's out of place. So I would crash they, so often if I did that. Oh. It, if they were to put a a sort of galnet uh, a, or a uh, I don't know hollow vid hollow vid that's what they use. So if they were to put a hollow vid screen somewhere on your cockpit and and the in game reasoning for that was like this is where you watch your movies or whatever, mm. then all all you have to do is go into that custom software for the VR sets and literally just like shrink your your VR second screen, your virtual second screen to that same size and then just plant it right where that screen is. And now you've got Battlestar Galactica while you're flying to Colonia. <laughs> Boom. <coughs> Boom, job done. Boom, shakalak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I want to ask you guys something because I know we've been going for a while here and I want to make sure that I get this in before we, we, we wrap up. Is it um, to do with honky donks? No, it, <laughs> it does. It, it, it does. We're going to get into erotic fanfic about <laughs> and honky donks. Here, here we go. No, uh, <clears throat> there's a reason why she married a man named <laughs> but uh all right so let's let's imagine for a moment that uh you win the lottery to end tomorrow and now you have uh 800 million quid and you right. you donate or not donate you invest 400 million quid into fdev and you're now a major stockholder oh, and, no. and and they put you in a room with david braben and it's <laughs> it's david braben burr 
and Rini, uh-huh. and the door is locked. And he says, okay, you guys have bought in enough that you get a, a decent say. What do you want added to the game or whatever? He still has the final, you he know, has he the can final say. So you can't, you can't, you know, honky donks can't be a thing that you're gonna expect <laughs> to happen. Big honky but, donks. <laughs> but it's 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 completely, you know, blank chalkboard. You're working with the genius and you're gonna figure out some stuff. What what do you want? What do you want to see? I've got some very specific ideas, Marie. Do you want to go and... No, you can go while I I think about it. Before I start rabbling like a baboon. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, this... I mean, to be honest, my my ideas might not be quite so, you know, outrageous or or indeed that far away, to be brutally honest. Right now, the the only thing I personally would like to see, and I think this, this might come with space legs, I don't know, is I would like to see a uh, a slow paced uh, tactical first person shooter element um, to the game that, for example, takes me into installations, um, um, generation, generation ships, ship, uh... yeah, generation ships, mega ships, and um, Thargoid hives, for example. Um, where cover is important and tactics are important um, and getting shot or bitten or sprayed with caustic acid is a problem and that you have to deal with. Um, and I would like to be able to wrap Black Ops in all that as well. That would, that would be, I know that's not terribly ambitious, but that's, I would, that would be me in heaven, quite frankly. If I, and I also, do. while you've got my attention, sorry. <laughs> And he's off. <laughs> uh, I would like the first-person shooter side of the game to also be uh, a separate, almost a separate product like CQC used to be. That that can, but it can actually dovetail with the main game. So you, if you've got people that are interested in just playing a, a spacey first-person shooter, I can load them in the back of a dropship. Uh, those players in the back of a dropship, and all they haven't bought Elite Dangerous. They've bought whatever. Space Legs is called Squad Forty Two. Yeah, that was you know yeah. actually there's a pres- there's a direct precedent for that. I don't know if you know it or if you played it, but uh, so in Eve they created a game called Dust, which was yeah. the it was an ARP, it was literally an FPS game, and the idea was that you people who just bought Dust to to play a first person shooter on their Xbox or their PlayStation were actually part of the sort of background simulation of yeah. what was going on in Eve. Yeah, yeah, that that kind that kind of thing but more. So I actually want to see those people sitting in the back of my ship. So they join a queue for example to join a game. I fire up my ship and go I'm available as a transport and they appear in my ship or walk up a ramp tie. I want them walking up a ramp. <laughs> so they walk <laughs> they walk up a ramp, they get in my ship, they take their seat, I fly them somewhere, and then I drop them like troops, and then they go off and have their game, and then I fly off and do whatever I want to do. Or I stick around and do gunship, kind of okay. close air support, that kind of thing. That, for me, I, I would love that. And if that, if their actions and my actions then tied into power play or the background simulation or something like that, again, that would just be another layer of lovely. All that right. Well, let me let me what ask a, you guys this. Uh, oh no, go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just, oh, just, sorry, and sorry. There was more, there was <laughs> more stuff. You know that's you know that scene in Aliens where Vasquez goes, "Let's rock." 
Yep. That. I want that. <clears throat> Can I say what I'd like? Yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm really, really definitely not visionary. What I'd like is the basic things. I would really, really <clears throat> want tomorrow. I want cross-platform because I'm fed oh, up of yeah. not being able to play with other people that we've got in our Discord. People mm-hmm. like, I want to go out and multi-crew with them. Um, Commander Exorcist, and I can't because he's on console and on PC. Yeah, I want that tomorrow. So cross-platform would be top of my list. Sort the code out so that we can get all this networking and bigger instances and actually make it feel like an MMO as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, I want that sorted. I would like some more ships um, because I'm a bit Mm. bored of filming all the current ones. I want some more ships Mm. because I like looking at them and I want more stuff in there. And... Um, yeah, the atmospherics, because same again, I'm coming from the sort of scenic videography, mm. photography side. Mm. So that would right be my, my wish list. Thank I you. Don't, Thank I, you very much. Well, you, sorry, you just, you may remember there as well. I don't, I don't like the current uh, turret system on, on the ships that we've got. That mm. exterior camera, I think, was very, is very clever in that. But it's, it doesn't work. It's just rubbish. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. At all. Um, we've tried. It doesn't has, work. Star Citizen has you sitting in a turret like a World War II bomber or whatever. That's what people want, the Millennium Falcon, right? They want yeah. that. They want that. Here they come scene from, from Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. No one wants to be outside the ship. That's, that immediately reminds you that you're playing a game. Stop that. Don't do that. Yeah. Totally agree. You know, and I'll tell you right now, as someone who has shot down um, a fighter multiple times from a turret, sorry, Krill Rabbit. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, the external the external turrets work great when shooting your own fighters. So, <laughs> <laughs> great, really good at that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It works. They work great for that. <clears throat> you know, um, when we were talking to the pilot uh, months and months ago, he brought yeah. up a very good point about the 2020 update. I don't think FDev will do it, but I'm curious what you guys think. His theory is: what if FDev burns the bubble. And by that, what, what that means is like, what if they get rid of the majority of the majority of stations and um, like, th- like Thargoids come in and get rid of the majority of the stations, they get destroyed or whatever. So that what's left is, you know, our fleet carriers would be the station, so to speak. And the bases that we build would be the ground bases. What do you guys think about some of them? Some, do you think they'll do that? Do you think that that's a good idea? I think that's entirely possible. You know, when I said I said earlier on, I think like June when carriers launch, something bad is coming. Yeah, I think that's entirely possible. I've I said I said to Re years ago now that uh, if you get so if you get onto the subject of atmospheric landings, what's the biggest problem you can think of with allowing people to land on Earth-like worlds? It's making it look like Earth. Yeah, the cities. cities, yeah, the cities. right. So any uh, any other any planet that isn't Earth, you can put everything, whatever you want, wherever you want, and it'll look like whatever you want. But when it comes to Earth, everybody knows it. They've got to take it intimately. Out. They have to take it out. Uh, the best way to get rid of that problem, and frankly, the most interesting way to deal mm. with the Earth issue, really, for me, is scour it clean, burn the surface of it, destroy <laughs> it. Mm. I could, you could then land on Earth anywhere you wanted, and it would look like nowhere you'd ever seen before. Mm. Um, if I was if, again, if I was going to do it, that's what I'd do. I would burn the Earth. <clears throat> you could yeah. definitely do that, or you could. The other way to do it would be to take literally a couple of months, have a group of people make a sort of massive 
like five or six or eight different massive cityscape like grids Mm -hmm. and then have it have the AI take those grids and start to populate and repopulate and whatever and just sort of bury them a little here there like Mm -hmm. so where if you take eight basic grids and and when I say massive I mean like really massive like pretty much as far as you can see you take eight Mm -hmm. basic grids then you run it through a filter process where someone goes through and just tick a box, adds a feature here, removes a feature here, you know, mm-hmm. add a water tower, remove a screen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. add a highway, remove a this. And then you add that with the, the guy that they hired or gal that they hired not that long ago to do the AI uh, driving the cars, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> you, you layer those and then you just set it to computer procedurally generate. I think you could, you could make a, uh, at least compelling enough to where it's like, okay, I, this is, yeah, this is a whole sort of uh, a, one of those from Star Wars, like Coruscant or whatever. Wasn't that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the big, the big city world where it was just like, it's buildings as far as you can see and your brain will start to tune out. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Mm. That's absolutely mm. doable. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I think, I think the pilot might have been onto something. There. I think, I'll, yeah. I'm on the, I'm in his, his I've been camera. well up for that as well. I think that would make that all of a sudden that would, you know, it, it, it kicks the current format into touch it's kind of like right great you've had six years of this that's good we all know that that's fantastic jolly good now let's wipe it clean and do something else well, like, doesn't wow. it dovetail nicely into everything that we think is coming and gives everything mm. a kind of purpose it kind mm. of it makes mm. logical sense that's for sure yeah. I, yeah. I definitely i definitely love the idea of continuing the narrative but sort of <clears> they've been they, they've started the Thargoid narrative and then they treaded water for quite a bit. Yeah. I would definitely like to see it progress in a meaningful way. For and sure. I would also, I would also love uh, just changing the subject. I would love to interact. I would love for us to encounter uh, more alien races mm. that we, we don't necessarily immediately just shoot at. Mm. I would love to see <clears throat> us encounter another alien race that they are sort of refugees that are uh, running away from Thargoid attacks. And we have to now deal with them, deal with the, the logistics mm. of, you know, trying to have a compassionate inter- interaction with, with others. And I think that that sort of goes well with the theme of a lot of what's going on with the world today that mm. we live in of there's a narrative, there's a story that you could tell there of how do you help others that are uh, whether it's, ecological refugees or from, mm. from, from war or from different types of situations. How do you deal with, you know, uh, an Africa or a Syria or mm. different areas where it's like, <clears throat> Hey man, we can, we, we have a responsibility here to show compassion and to try to help. We also have though a responsibility to, to sort of balance that and measure that with how do we treat our own population? So I think that could be an interesting story. And I just love the idea of interacting with something that we don't immediately shoot at. It seems like our, our, our history with regard to this game is we see a new thing, we shoot at it, shoot and it. then there's interaction. <laughs> and and whether, that's, whether that's an alien race or whether that's even when we go to interact with the, the, the Guardian ruins or whatever, it's like, well, okay, well, how do you charge up this pylon? Shoot it. Shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Shoot I would, I would love to see... I would love to see some more mist type interactions of here's yeah. a machine, here's a piece, you pick up the piece, you turn it over here, you flip a switch, it turns something on. That'd be nice. <clears throat> yeah, completely. And that's also, that's not out, outside the realms of possibility. Frontier's kind of, uh, is kind of that sort of company as well. And that, and that comes from the top down, I believe. So if you look at something like Planet Zoo, they come at it very much from a, um, 
from an ecological preservation standpoint you know and it's quite a it's it, it's an accidentally educational game as well you know you can you can learn a lot from playing something like planet zoo and i can absolutely see um that kind of thing going into something like elite um and and you know even if it is on a on a basic level like giving us a way to interact with something that isn't human other than opening fire on it. Yeah, absolutely. Equally, they accidentally drop in a new Thargoid race. It's the first thing somebody oh, does. Tato fun. Chip goes and punches it to death. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're good, are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, though. There is, I and I, I completely allow for that. I allow for the fact that if you put in uh, an alien race that of refugees or whatever that we could interact with, that some people are going to choose to shoot. Sure. Like, sure. that's... That's how some that's 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 yes. free will and, and all yeah. of the joys that come with that. Yeah. But free will right now does not include uh, any form yeah. of meaningful communication or interaction that isn't shooting. So I would yeah. like at least the option. And the yeah. people that yeah, I think it'd be nice that choose. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I remember when we did the Sagittarius. I did the thought. I did the Women in Space article a year or so ago. And there was um, quite a lot of differing opinions on the Thargoids and a few of the sort of bigger female voices in the community were, yeah, the Thargoids might just be really misunderstood. Why can't we just communicate with them and actually find out and talk to them and negotiate? Um, And it just gets you thinking, yeah. And I mean, Uh, maybe... Go ahead, Ty. I'm I'm actually a very big believer, Rini, that uh, we are the aggressors in the Thargoid war. I think they're just defending themselves Mm. somehow. Mm. 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 I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of, but with a caveat, I, I agree with you that we were the aggressors in the Thargoid war. Now it's progressed to the point where both sides are, are geared up and, and ready for leather. So it's one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Oh, of yeah, like, without a doubt. They're, they are, they are in scorched earth mode. They want to eradicate us now. So. Yeah. 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 I think I, I tend to look on them very much like a, like a, a hornet's nest. Like someone's gone in and stuck a stick in it. Kicked and it. now all the hornets are coming out going, what the hell was that? Let's kill it. You know, yeah. Yeah. what we're looking a hundred percent. So, uh, all right, go, going back to, uh, the, 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 you know, you're sitting there at the, at the, uh, uh, with with David Braben in the office, we still hunting David Braben. Yeah. Are there are there any other uh, interesting thing? Let me let me just help you out. For, well, you just said you know, hey, we'd, we'd love to have some you know some interactions with other other uh, uh, other uh, life forms or whatever. Mm. I I'm surprised I didn't hear this from Rini. Let's get uh, <laughs> let's let's get uh, uh, please. Let me give you uh, a thousand arcs or more, ten thousand arcs, whatever, and let me get a little pooch in a little remlock outfit that can run around on my cockpit and with oh, little grab little, little magnetic boots. Yeah, a co-pilot. Yeah, co-pilot's in there. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I would I would give ten thousand arcs for that. I yep. would. Sold. So definitely. Yep. I want that now. Thank you. Hmm. Or maybe a little a, a, a baboon that is part of the protectorate that just hangs out in Burr's cockpit with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just sits in the co-pilot chair eating a banana, looking at him like, you we what, do. mate? You what, mate? <laughs> I do not sound like that. <laughs> we need our, our blue space monkey baboons, don't we? Yeah. We need yeah. them with baboons. us. I'm not, not sure if they're friendly or terrifying, but I think a bit of both. A little from column A. <laughs> a little from column B. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so what about uh, you made the point you want new ships, Rini? Mm. Uh, what what new ships do you first off? What new ships would you if it's just a chalkboard? You know your ideas <laughs> from your your mouth to Braben's ears. What would you pick? And then what ship ideas do you sort of on a more realistic level think we might get coming up here, either with fleet carriers or with uh, with the twenty twenty paid update? Oh, I have got no idea what practical in-game use they have. I just know what I want them to look like. I just think, yeah, I want more variation. I can't, I can't say Guatemala, can I? Because I don't want any more Guatemala shit. Guatemala, that's, yeah, that's what she's talking about. Yeah, you know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. He- hello and welcome, to, welcome yeah. to the empire. Hello, would you like to see my beautiful sheep? <laughs> And, and you know what? Actually, bringing it full circle, we can go back to remember romancing the stone. Would you like to ride in my little donkey? <laughs> I would. I we would digress. Like, personally, I would like to see something like a freighter that's that's somewhere between a, a, a Type Nine and a, and a fleet carrier that's so big that it can't get through the mail slot. <laughs> yeah, clever. That's so big that it can't it can't get through the mail slot, and you have to you have to use shuttlecraft to ferry stuff backwards and forwards to it. Are they oh, ever going to bring the Panther Clipper in? Is that ever going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, they? yeah, they will. Yeah, sure. They, they're going to have to. That's going to have to. I think the thing that's holding back the Panther Clipper is that requires them to generate a whole new system, and that's going to be shuttles. So, Ooh, but yeah. I think I think that shuttles should be a thing already for other reasons too. So, yeah. Yeah. Can we have oh, some more true. SLVs as well? Can we have some different yeah, type SLVs? Because I'm really bored of filming one. That was literally the next question I was going to oh, ask. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. It's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, so what? What kind of? I see. I I love the idea of a little like no weapons at all motorcycle yeah. type SRV that oh. you can go out there and and go nuts with. Just like a I scout love, kind of thing. I love the idea of a big, huge, slow as hell dump truck type mining yeah. SRV that you Absolutely. could bring back lots of ore and stuff with. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Uh, a, tr- a troop carrier type, like the way yeah. the, 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 remember from you said in aliens, how they had that one that rolled off the ship that kind of looked a little yep. like the challenger or the chief. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I want to drop other people's <laughs> SRVs as well. I want to be able to pick up other, other people's SRVs up, carry them somewhere and drop them. Combat drops. Yep. <laughs> I just said to be able to drop my own SRV. I'm so tired of having to find a place to land my vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, so here, here we go. That's what we we talked about. Um, so we basically the, the theory that we or the the thing that we've said is, you know, the the Federation have the Corvette, which is the ultimate big combat ship. That's a yeah. reputation lock. The the uh, Empire has the Cutter, which is the ultimate big trade ship, which is. Uh, reputation lock. The Alliance, it even works in lore because the lore for the Alliance is that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mac, what's the one of the original founders of the Alliance? Uh, Mac. Oh. Uh, uh, Turner? Mick Turner? Mick Turner. Right? Wasn't? No. I can't remember. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, the, the, the lore story is that the Alliance had originally sent off the, the, the explorer guy that was one half of the power couple that started the Alliance, uh, set off in a special, um, uh, special prototype 
uh, reconnaissance, long range reconnaissance ship, and he went out searching for the Tharkoids. So the idea that Ty and I had was there needs to be an alliance reputation, large exploration ship that looks something like the Chieftain, looks awesome. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> gets, you know, has absolute shit weapons, like one hard point, whatever, has absolute <laughs> shit armor. <laughs> <laughs> horrible for it. It's horrible for uh, cargo. It's not used for that. Mm. It's, it's not, it doesn't mess with the balance of other stuff. But what it does have is, you know, a hundred plus light year jump range. It does have, mm. it does have a special SRV bay uh, excuse me, a special SLF bay that deploys an SR, or excuse me, it deploys an SLF that has no weaponry, but it has <coughs> atmospheric landing capabilities oh. and it deploys an SRV. Oh. <clears throat> that would be rather good. Wow. So, a deployable so, from your deployable, deployable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, is, that could be the commercial. That could be the commercial for it. We sit down in this in this fictional room with David Braben and go, "Hey, Dave, how's it been?" So, what I want to talk to you about is Russian dolls. <laughs> Do you like vehicles? We heard you like vehicles, so we put vehicles in your vehicles. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. I like that a lot. So, what what uh, what ships would you guys like to see added to the game, and what SRVs would you like added? Genuinely, I, I, do, I would like a. Um, uh, so I want I, I want a, a sort of a combat droppable a uh, armored personnel carrier kind of thing. I'd like to see tanks as well. I don't know how you'd fit them in, but I'd like to see like a ground war kind of thing. So when you attack an installation, there is actually you know it's got viable defenses that need to be neutralized, and then you've got to roll um, heavy weaponry in there. Um, so I'd like to see tanks. Uh, and I, uh, as far as ships can, uh, are concerned, I know it's a cliche, but I do want to see a Panther Clipper-ish kind of large transport vessel. But along the same lines, I, now we've got lots and lots of ships that can kind of be homogenized and do sort of any one role. Pretty, I'd like to see much more specialized roles with ships now. So I'd like I do. to see, you know, an exploration vessel, mm. a warship. Um, a minor, that uh, a transport, you know, a dedicated transport ship. I'd like to see much more kind of um, very linear um, ship designs now. Now that we've got this sort of bed of um, easily homogenizable, is that a word? Mm. Um, ships. That's my. That's if it's my not, word. it's a good word. It should be a word. Yeah, it should be a word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of with you because I feel like they've, like over the last few ship releases, have been very generalized with the, with the yeah. possible exception of the Mamba. I feel like uh, <clears throat> last few releases are very general, and uh, they kind of got away from doing specialized ships, and that's mm. that's a little disappointing. It's kind of how I feel about mm. they got away from. Uh, I'm a big believer. I think large ships need need a buff. I think that it should take, you know, multiple smalls and multiple mediums to take down a large ship. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's I not mean, a bad idea at all. Maybe from a gameplay perspective, that's not fun. But from a, you know, hundreds of millions of credits invested into, you know, I'm, I think I'm up to a billion credits in my vet right now. How much it's actually worth, and mm. um, you know, it, you you can still get a Viper and it, a good enough pilot. Viper on my six yeah. is going to take me out. You know. Yeah. 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 Mm, interesting. Yeah, I agree. I just, I just kind of think that a ship like. I mean, yeah, there's some there's some gameplay there from a you know balancing per perspective, but 
I can, it, it shouldn't, in my mind, it shouldn't be that way. They, they should be fortresses. They should really be fortresses. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know what, yeah, there's obviously sort of all sorts of design, um, design issues there that would need to be wrestled with internally, but that's not our problem, right? right. That's Frontier's problem. I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, even if it's like a, you know, we've had the we've had the sort of top ships for quite a long time now. Maybe we need to start adding another tier on top of that that is your your indestroyable. As much as I don't want to get on the engineering grind. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this question: What about Raxla? Do you? Well, <laughs> I've spent the better part of a year. Uh, looking for Raxla, and I have a I have a new theory about where Raxla could be if it actually is in game. Okay, uh, because of and I'm not not ready to share that theory yet, but it will be coming, and uh, we can talk about it offline afterwards if, if you guys are interested. Okay, mm. next week's Witch uh, Place News exclusive. Yep. <laughs> do we want to just real quick uh, address how we're calling that your your idea? I think this was uh, our idea. Situation. Oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, Ty, Kai, Kaizen says a lot of things. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make them true. Some of them, some of them are true. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, hush. Wow. Considering that this idea started with me calling him from while I was driving at work saying, hey, I got a thing here that I'm thinking. That's, that's like, I, I just got iced out of my idea. Ouch, that hurts. All right, go uh, ahead. I'm hearing a lot of words, but I'm not seeing a lot of proof. That's all, all right. right. So, so in, in Kai's defense, he did, he did, um, he did, I'll give, I'll give him 50% credit for the idea. Maybe like 60, 40, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, no, he's he's hundred percent right. We both were talking about the same time. We both kind of come to the same conclusion right about the same time. So, but anyway, okay. Um, do you guys think it's even in the game? Because I've I've up in after spending a year looking for it, I kind of came to the conclusion that it's, it's not in the game. That they that they're lying about it. They're just carroting us a little bit. Um, uh, I well, okay. It depends very much what you mean by Raxler. So if we if we mean if we think that Raxler as in a world. Uh, if we if we assume that Raxler is a world, which I think you know, which is where I'm coming from, I think it is a planet. Do I think it's in the game? Yes, I do. Do I think it's called Raxler, or is discoverable or um, findable at the moment? I I don't know that 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 is the case. I think the world of Raxler is in the game. Yes, but it's probably it's probably in a massive permit locked region, um, and I don't. I don't think you can get to it at the moment. So it's in the game, but I don't think you can get to it is where it is where I sit with that personally. Yeah, I've I've actually kind of had the uh the running theory that is if it if it is in the game that it's just not accessible um mm. at least until, you know, last couple of months and um anyway, like I said, we'll we can talk about it after, but yeah, after doing the year-long search and just scouring and scouring and scouring um, and, and anybody I say that to is like, well, the, it's, it's the galaxy's four hundred, you know, billion star system. You can you can cover all that. We got like point one, point five percent, you know, discovered or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah but you know, um, yeah, I th- I think I think I th- personally, I'm a little bit cynical. I think it isn't there. I think it, nobody can get to it. I, I honestly think it is probably quite a good carrot and when it suits them, if there is a time that it suits them, it will become 
accessible. But for now, it's it's a brilliant yarn to keep everybody yeah. hunting for, you know, Atlantis yeah, well, or any of the other, you know, it's the same kind of thing. And I think people love that kind of story. It's such a good story. So I'm sure it is there, but whether anybody can get to it yet, uh, I don't think they probably can. I suppose the problem with looking for Raxler is that no no one really yet knows. Not only do you not know where you're looking, you don't really know what it is you're, you're looking, looking for. for. So you're almost looking for a, a needle in a haystack without knowing what colour the needle is. And also, if somebody found it, hasn't there got to be something like massive game-wise behind that, which they can't do? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Yeah, um, yes, yes and no, though. Cause, okay. Yeah. So here, let me give you an idea. Let's say, <clears throat> let's, let's say we find Raxla right now. Like I, okay. I just, whoop, hey guys, I just jumped into it. I found hey Raxla. Guys, I found it. <clears throat> right. So here's here's what I would love to be the case. You find Raxla, and the mystery of Raxla is solved in that you have found it. Okay. But but you're only on step one of a million. Right. So. Now that you found Raxla, like, okay, I found a planet and there's a big ass fucking Stargate right there that you can fly a cutter through. Yeah. And it's turned off and we have no idea how to make anything happen. It's right now, it's okay. just a set piece. It's shoot super it. easy for them to do. <laughs> okay, so you shoot it and nothing happens. But the planet that it's on, right, <clears throat> has uh, a series of ruins two miles down the road. And right by the Stargate, is a huge sort of a, a platform, a pedestal, a machine that you would use to like dial in a coordinates or to do something. Uh, but it's, you know, turned off and we can't figure out how to turn it on. So now <clears throat> you start a whole process where you, you, you start uh, like the whole crew of the game down a sort of uh, uh, Da Vinci Code long quest of like, mm. now we have to just decipher what the hell this writing is in this town that's two miles down the road. Mm. And then, okay, we figured that part out. And now we know we need these components. <laughs> and now we're going around searching for all of these components. Okay, now we've tried to figure out how the pedestal works. And now we've got everything fixed, but the last piece we can't get and then that last piece is the uh, the thing that Earth found on the moon, that little object that they found on the moon that uh, or uh, was it Mars or the moon? I forget that they that it was Mars. It was OK on Mars, mm -hmm. that little artifact so mm -hmm. that if, by doing that frontier could allow us to find Raxla today but still give themselves a lead up of many yeah, years, many years, years if they to get it completed to, to say like, okay, the Raxla is going to be the gate that launches you into a drum Andromeda. Mm. And when you launch into Andromeda, that's the next game. But at least we let you sort of start a continue that narrative and not yeah, just have yeah. it be. And, and it, it literally, so it, it's just, all it is is trading one treadmill for another. It's not like, True they've written themselves into a corner where now they're like, fuck, we gave them the thing. And now it's like, yeah. no, you gave them the thing. And now it just starts a whole starts new game. Starts a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we're back in the room with David Braben, get him to give, <coughs> get him to give you a job. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> well, I think we're coming into the end here. I don't think I have anything else to ask you guys. Kai, um, I mean, to be very frank with you, I could actually talk with you guys all damn day long about Elite. So, oh, oh yeah, I'm terrible once you get me on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me just ask you guys real quick. Uh, you know that we've got from now until December. Obviously, fleet carriers are a thing that we pray and hope and expect and yes. and have faith that we will have get. Faith. 
would be awesome. But between now and December, there's a lot of time to kill. So <laughs> give us some of your ideas on some of the things that you plan on doing with that time. Do you have any cool expeditions planned? Are you doing any? Ooh, yeah. I know that you guys do speed bowling. I know that you guys do the BPMC. I know that you guys have your PFG or your, okay. your player faction. So let me tell just, us what let you're me, doing. Let me just get one thing on the table right now. Okay. We are not associated with speed bowling, that disgusting sport. <laughs> I, I happen to know from seeing on your on your Discord that Sanderling says something different about that. Uh, we we there are individuals. We happily host <laughs> the the speedball with Mister Primetime Casual and Mister Sanderling. Yeah, there are individuals, one in particular, <laughs> who's quite challenging to deal with. Is who, a difficult German? Uh, who, German. And we we frankly we we have a place for where speed bowlers can can go on our Discord just to keep that kind of rabble off of everyone else's <laughs> because they are quite unpleasant people, all of them. Um, wow. What we, wow. Okay, so we did – right, so as, as to what we've got planned, okay, so, well, for a start, there's the, the pit trip two is a thing that's mm. happening. I don't know if you're aware of the pit trip. We did pit trip one. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Which so was, that was really a, good. Anybody who didn't know, that was basically a series of day outings yes. um, from the bubble that went out. To it was like coach trips. Like little coach trips, yeah. yeah. So we, we are definitely doing a pit trip. Coach too. trip two. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've just had um, Commander uh, Snurt and Commander Universally in our mm. Discord. Uh, we're also in our squadron have, have jointly formed... Uh, what they re- I can never remember what the acronym stands for, it's but it's the B3S. It's the Boone Lab Scientific Suicide Suicide Squad. Scientific yeah. Squad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> that is a division of the Burpit Squadron that is entirely dedicated to science. And mm. by science, what I mean is messing about, messing in, about events in, in interesting and funny <laughs> ways. So that we just had our first event from the from the um, the science labs, which was. Um, uh, Anaconda ten pin bowling essentially. Yeah, yeah. We stood and so we got lots and lots of there is there is a there is a document um, between uh, the four of us, <laughs> myself, Rini, Universally, and Snurt that is that is absolutely stock full of mostly <laughs> mad ideas from Commander Snurt's brain um, that, are, that are just all sorts of for events basically. So one of one of the things we do in the in the uh, Discord is we we host regular events. And they could be anything from mining to um, large-scale sort of encounters in combat zone. Yeah, combat nights. Anything like that, yeah. Mm. Um, but but also, there's all this now, there's all this nuts stuff that's happening uh, between now and the end of time going by the size of the document at this point. <laughs> is So what happens is Snurk usually comes up with a mad idea for doing a thing. He also just keeps his ears on the ground because lots of people, yeah. if you listen to your community, there's always lots of little rumblings about, oh, we could do this or how about we try, has anybody tried this? or mm. uh, And so they take notes as they hear it, which is just brilliant mm. and, and pull that together and then expand it and then turn those things, those little sort of initial yeah. ideas into events. It turns into an idea for an event, doesn't it? And then the science labs get hold of it. They work out how doable it is yeah, test and it what, all out. what the logistics of it. And, and they also come from an angle of, A, is it possible? Mm. And B, how can we make it enjoyable and easy for people to participate in? And they do all that, all that science to make sure that it's an enjoyable, fun thing. And then that eventually turns into an event um, which is hosted um, on, on our Discord Right so on. there's there's a ton of that stuff um, coming up. Um, 
God, what else is there? Speed bowling prime time will is yeah, obviously setting that up again for that will be mm-hmm. the autumn. Um, uh, yeah, that'll be probably around November time, I'd imagine. Um, sadly, me and Bird don't actually get a huge amount of time to play, so the events is quite nice because it, it makes you actually put your work down and go off and actually do a bit of fun because we spend just yeah. humongous amounts of hours just filming. These days, we, t- we tend to we tend to organise the more vanilla events, don't we? The sort of uh, you know the the mass combat zones. Um, or getting everybody to turn up in something that's that's fairly easy. It's just cat herding, just getting everybody to turn up in one place to do a to do a, a fairly stock trade thing, and then um, we kind of uh, we kind of help market and publicise the rest of the mad events. Sorry, I was going to say I want to try and see if we can sort out another um, AXI Combat Night and do a, a film another um, nice. AX Combat Night. That would be fun and get yeah. some of our guys to yeah. go over there and join <clears> up and. Just yeah. a just 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 a quick shout out to him, man. I've really, really been enjoying Primetime Casuals' uh, Casual Guide to the Galaxy season. <laughs> it's been so so Brilliant. good. The, the last the last thing with uh, where he was talking about Titan's daughter and Tegeta and the Pleiades and all that stuff is as uh, yeah, man. It's great it's stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I mean, the stuff you know. Considering that there's you know we haven't had new content, the amount of stuff this community finds to do in the game is just. It's just brilliant. And then seeing people do their own projects and go off and do stuff, it's, yeah, love it. Great. Really love yeah. it. Yeah. I think you know, Papa I, Bear, I, go ahead. I, I've said it many times before. The <laughs> thing I love about this game is also the same thing I hate about this game and that it's you kind of have to create your own fun. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think Papa Bear Ty is going to have an idea that we can talk about when we stop the uh, the, the recording going of a, another interesting thing that we might be able to do to fill up mm. some time between now and December. Excellent. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And then in, yeah. in real life, we've got the UCM and Lavecom, which is our first outings in the elitosphere, isn't it, in the real world? So yeah, they should much. be yeah. equally nervous, terrified, but awfully excited as well. So. They're going to be fun to go and actually meet people in the flesh. It's going to be weird, but really, really good. Looking forward to those. It's awesome. So I wanted to kind of give you guys an opportunity to do any shout-outs or do any plugging of anything that you guys got coming up or anything like that. Do you have anything y'all want to shout-out or plug? God, who can we... Oh, oh, uh, uh. I think it's everybody we've mentioned, I think... Yeah. I just, I mean, well, I'd like, to, I do, you know, you, the problem is with giving a list like this is you're always worried you're going to miss someone off. And I don't want to, I don't want to cop out by doing a catch all phrase, but I'm going to cop out and do a catch all phrase. But uh, anybody who's in our uh, Discord, so people like Primetime and Sandling and Eagle and Snur and, and Alex Turner and Alex Turner, John got, Thomas, just everyone, all of us every, together, all these people who just, uh, you know, we we basically a lot of the time report on what they do, but all we're doing is telling everyone else what happened. They went and did it, you know. Um, so those guys, I just want to, I just they've been so supportive of us as well. Like I, there was a there was a moment in this house where we all squealed like six year old girls because Alec Turner spoke about us on the on the forum. <laughs> that was a real benchmark yeah. moment for us he when he discovered oh. which space news and, and put us in his best of the forum and other places post you know that legendary thread of his yeah. um, when he Love put us in there yeah that, so like anybody who's sort of you know <laughs> who's, who's been supportive and, and has helped us um, make what little noise we can has just been yeah. fantastic and I don't want to miss anyone out by by not mentioning them but thank you you know who you are yeah. all of you um, 
with regards to what we've got coming up, I think we've spoken about it already, really. The only the only sort of major event, I suppose, um, would be Pit Trip 2, which will probably happen around October, he says, looking at his wife. Mm, yeah, and that's nice because that's community-driven. <clears throat> we put it out to everyone in, in Discord and just see where everybody wants to go and, and that's a sort of collaborative effort, really. So that makes that more fun because mm. um, everybody gets involved in actually planning where we go. We we didn't actually think anybody would turn up last year, so it kind of caught us out a bit. Oh it? God, it was yeah. Um, we thought we literally thought we'd get about sort of five or ten of the of the kind of hardcore regulars who would turn up, and it ended up being this massive thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, we squeed when it was more than ten yeah, people. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that's about. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, and thank you to you guys. Yeah, I mean, thank uh, you so much for having us on. Yeah, to for, for, to have someone to like. Yeah. To have someone sort of turn around and go, oh, we'd like to talk to you, what, like publicly, really? What, really? Wow. Really? You want to talk <laughs> to us? Wow. Well, yeah, so. we, we are, in fact, in your top 10 favorite podcast list on Elite Dangerous, so that makes sense. Uh-huh. Easily. 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 We try, we, try and, we try and listen, we try and, listen and, and watch as much uh, of the rest of the uh, Elite Dangerous content as we can, mm. and it's really hard because we, you know, mm. we've got quite busy lives outside of the game. But um, we have started. We've, we've, you're quite new to us because we're rubbish at finding stuff. So sorry about that. But we have now started listening to you guys on a regular basis. Oh, that's great. Usually, that's when awesome. we, usually when we're throwing dinner together on a Saturday. I so. have to say there is another shout out there, a reverse shout out, which you know doesn't really need it, but really appreciate it. Is is Exegius with it because it was through Exegius that we heard about you, and to close yeah. this side of the loop off with everything that he's now doing on EDT. Mm. Oh. Um, I just think it's just amazing it's just literally heartwarming to see all these sort of people coming together there's a lovely cross-pollination thing happening at the moment isn't it mm. brilliant yeah man yeah man mm. and and speaking of uh, i, I want to give a shout out before uh uh before we wrap this up i'm going to hijack it and give a shout out uh a one of my favorite youtubers recently uh just uh, announced that they hit the 5000 subscriber mark <laughs> so big, big shout out to the Burr Pit for that. Congratulations, Thank guys. You. Oh, heavens. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Shucks. I did not realize that. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. the other day I did, I feel like the other day I just looked and it was still like at four nine or whatever. And I was yes. I was watching for that. It's <laughs> rapidly heading towards five five at the I moment. I think we're gonna get five five this week, so yeah. I, I think oh, wow. I think Ty's got Ty's got his backyard property destruction on his brain. Ty, I announced it last week on the show. <laughs> Ty's like, I don't listen when you talk, bro. I go, I get a sandwich. <laughs> but that's okay because he was dealing with his honky donk. Let's say Ty is dealing with the bigger issues. Yeah, he's got the world on his shoulders. Much more important. The donkey is eating his fence. Just for, for the record, when when Rini says Ty is dealing with his honky donk, we need to isolate that because oh that God. could mean there's something a, entirely different in there's a bumper for you right there God, I literally walk into it don't I you literally walk into the honky donk <laughs> I'm gonna shush <laughs> <laughs> I shall stop digging a hole <laughs> oh my gosh this has been well, this a great this has been great this has been fun I really appreciate you guys joining us um, oh, thank, I'm you. A, thank you I'm really so much it. You know, um, I, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, coming on and talking to us. And I and I really appreciate you guys listening to my show or listening to our show. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> sorry, Kyle. It's yours, Ty. It's yours. Hey, I'm, I'm just the Mexican who does all the landscaping around here. <laughs> 
No, you, what you See, guys are doing is good, good stuff. It's it's really, really anything like this is a team effort. Anything. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I'm, it's brilliant. I'm a great big introvert, so for uh, have someone on here like Kai who uh, loves to talk, it's uh, great because I don't like to talk. So <laughs> it's no. great for me. <laughs> And, you know, as an added bonus, in the last week or so, he's let me start to come in the house to use the bathroom when I'm doing the walk. Who knows where it'll end? I've got to be honest, I can't see that last in my Yeah, great. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, the one, yeah, the one you time so much, in my guys. life, I actually had a garment. He wasn't even Mexican, so I'm just saying that. So, the <laughs> landscaper, he wasn't even Mexican. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> so, okay, we cannot we cannot end this recording. We cannot let this recording go. I'm going to say my for the mug right now because the last words of this recording has got to be Burr giving us the sign out of the, you know, the toast rack. Excellent. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me get my brain in gear before I do that. Hang on. So I confuse you by saying it's not a toast rack, it's a letterbox. No, don't, what you're talking no, about. no, don't. Will, do you remember Will did this to me on stream, didn't he? And I completely forgot what it was I say. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> All the greens. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang this on. This is not the Witch Space News. I am Commander Burr. You can edit this bit out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> not now (laughs) thank you so much for listening we'll be back later this week with more podcasts I guess until then 07 commanders follow the greens on the way out and do please keep clear of the toast rack we very much look forward to seeing you next time 